Welcome back to the Games Gone Awry podcast, episode 182, I think. Uh, it's 2020. We're doing our first ever online pod recorded via Discord bot invites, uh, a bot named Craig, which is a really nice thing that exists for this circumstance right now. Uh, Matt Hazlett. What's up? And Mike Burdett. Hello. Hey. Um, this is kind of weird because we can't look at each other, uh, but we're all drinking beverages siloed off in our homes. Uh, and I think, uh, we don't need to talk about the world at large because everyone's doing that unless you guys want to a little bit. Oh, I just want to make it perfectly clear for our four listeners, um, <laughs> that, that this is not the flu and it's not a media hoax and that oh, yeah. shit's, this shit's super fucked and uh, stay in your fucking house unless you have to go to work like everybody else like we all do so yeah it changed nothing for us in Ohio it sucks um, yeah pretty much yeah. stay stay at home if you're rich and uh, if you're not um, pray that this ends soon and you don't get laid off I guess yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of praying I am getting laid off, but uh, that's a whole different caboodle. I'd be okay um, getting laid off if I could guarantee that I will get my job back when this is all done. Because if not, yeah. uh, my quality of living is going to change substantially. Um. All right. Well, let's get into it. How many games do you boys have? I think I have five, all told. Uh, I have two. Well, three. It's been a while, huh? Yeah. Mike, how many games um, you got? Let me see here. Let me count in my head. One, two, three. I'm sure there'll be some overlap with all of us. Four, five, six. Damn, Mike. I don't, see, I don't, <laughs> yeah, well, I have not been working, so. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, at least I don't see. I don't remember where I left off with some of these games. So at least six, if not more than that. Okay. Well, there's definitely going to be some Venn diagram overlap too. Um, yeah. Why don't you get going then, since you have the big <laughs> ticket? Well, okay. So I will then start off by asking if you remember. Did I had I beaten Death Stranding last time we potted? Uh, I don't fuck. know. I don't think so. It's been a while. It's been like a month since we potted. I know, right? but it's been a long time, so that's why. But I don't believe so. Well, I wouldn't have much to add to it other than I beat it, and I sat through the two hours of cutscenes at the end of it. And, <laughs> um, like, 
that game does end on a shit ton of cutscenes. Uh, it's still awesome. Like if you like it, by that point, if you're into if you're in for the forty hours, like you're cool for that last two because it does seal it up in Kojima ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also beat uh, Disco Elysium. Yeah, you talked uh, about beating that. Okay, um, last time around. Then I probably did mention Death Stranding because I beat him on like the same day almost. Um, okay, it's just been a while, so I have no idea. And um, I might also be wrong. <laughs> uh, so not much to add about those because I've talked about them in length. I did also beat a game that I played a long time ago. I picked back up Pyre and beat that over the course of two days. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, and that game is fucking awesome. That game might be, I mean, that studio might be like pound for pound because they only have three games that are out right now. They have one that's in early access, the one that's uh, Hades, um, that's like a roguelike. I, th- I haven't touched it or looked into it really, but um, out of Pyre, Bastion, and um, Transistor, like I would get like them all at least 8 out of 10 and probably like 9 out of 10 for Pyre and Transistor. Um, so pound for pound, probably one of my favorite studios and this game was fucking great it was it's like american gladiators but in a fantasy setting so uh yeah it was a lot of fun i I played it one day for like six hours straight just to fucking beat it because i knew it wasn't that long of a game um but yeah it's uh really dope and like the story ends up being like kind of by the time you get to the end because the general premise I don't, you know it's been a while since we talked about it, and the game's like three years old now but like you're basically playing this game to try to get out of purgatory but you can only like get so many people out at a time so you're like developing relationships with these characters but then you're also losing them as you go along and you're making like tough decisions about who has to go and who has to stay and so on and so forth. So, so um, it's like a sports RPG XCOM kind of thing. There's really no XCOM to it at all. Um, it's, mo- I mean, it's like with the, with the people dying and shit and having to choose who. Yeah, but it, yeah, kind of like the, it just has, per- it's not even death. It's the, actually the only time you get lose people is when you're successful in the liberation games. Um, if you lose, like you'll lose standings or you'll just lose opportunities to get people out. Um, and then like some story develops along the way about how, who is going and why you're going and what happens afterwards. Um, and then each like character has a different like play style. Like some are very big and slow moving, but they have like better defenses and, and like attack moves. And then some are very fast, but they like also don't do as much damage when they get the, the, the uh, orb and the goal and stuff like that. So it's kind of like D and D, but instead of pacing your characters around a combat, it's paced around a, a simple, like <laughs> fetch and score sports game. Kind of sounds then, like something I'd enjoy. It sounds uh, cool. Yeah. I think you might, I the, like the style of their games is, is pretty like kind of, the same over the three games it's very like mm-hmm. the stark colors and stuff like that but this is like unlike any of those other games because those games were kind of like bastion was basically straight up hack and slash um with some like you know a little bit of choice on how you use your weapons and then transistor was, had its own fucking unique systems and was very heavily um narrative based but this is like there is no like it's all the gameplay itself is just the sports and then some like a little bit of selection on how you go about like the path uh, along the way. But uh, yeah, I totally forgot I had installed and opened my GOG account and was like, oh, that's right. I was playing this. 
um, and booted it up and it's really, really fantastic. And so, uh, yeah, if you, I don't even know who I'd recommend it to because it's so unlike anything else I've played. <laughs> yeah, they're all their games. I've never really sat down and played much of any of them, uh, but they all are very kind of in a realm of their own. I really liked Transistor a lot. Um, yeah, so did I. I liked it a lot, and I liked that. Like this is on par for me with that. But obviously, I also really love like sports and games like it. Like it is exactly. I don't know. Like when I said American Gladiators, that's because there is an exact game from the old American Gladiators where like you grab a ball out of a thing in the middle and you try to throw it into a, a little like <laughs> sphere on the other end of the court or whatever, and it is pretty much exactly that game. Like you're grabbing a ball, you're running over to like a scoring zone and then you're like dunking it in so um it's a very simple game but it can get tough especially as like your opponents gain more powers and get a little more crafty and shit like that so but yeah it was really great and i was glad i remembered i well i didn't remember but i was glad i saw that i had it so i could uh finish it up nice um Matt Hazel, how many do you have? Do you have like three or four games? Well, I guess I played two demos and then I have three games. That oh, yeah. I forgot about that demo. Uh, well, if you want to go with the demo, we've both played. Yes. Uh, the Resident Evil 3 demo. Yeah. Um, it seems fucking sweet. So it seems like Resident Evil 2 remake, but if it was uh, Resident Evil 3, so I, <laughs> what else could you say? I, I, like... It's got that new dodge mechanic, so you can you hit one of the bumpers. I forget which one it is. Um, it's right left, I think. Right when a zombie's about to attack, you yeah, know, like you'll like juke him and activate like a like a time mechanic kind of. <laughs> yeah, thing. you get this little this little trail, this little wispy trail after you, and you fucking cross his ass over. <laughs> it, it, it feels really good, and no, it's is great. it almost is it almost like a parry? It's almost like a it's dodge like, when you're like, running, but it like zooms in and you like duck under him. It's definitely so. it's it's kind of like a parry where it's got like a like a Dark Souls parry where it's got like a perfect window, you know. So like if you hit it at the exact right time, you'll it seems like you'll like. Oh, I don't know. I I had no problem getting it every time when when well, no, I like it, started it, it. It's really generous, but like you. Can uh, also- well, you, when you said Dark Souls parry, I did not think really generous. No, like you, you could still you could still whiff it. I think. I, I I mean, don't quote me, but um, I think you could still whiff it. So I don't know. I I've found it a very like, I don't know. I guess it's it was just very easy to pull off. So it's, maybe you can. Seem, it seems like a you know it's Resident Evil remake, like Resident Evil Two remake, but a little more open because you're kind you're outside and shit and not in a building. So you're going to like multiple buildings and. But it also seems really linear. At least the demo is where it, ha- it kind mm-hmm. of it kind of funnels you in the directions you need to be going. I mean, you could go the wrong way, but then it'll be like you need this item or whatever, so you'll have to go backtrack or whatever. Um, yeah, it seemed cool. I did get murdered a lot, but I think that was mostly because it had been a while since I played Resident Evil, and I would have to like sit back down and kind of get in that frame of mind because uh, yeah, I've never just... played three before, so. I, I kind of just took my time and, and, uh, you know, f- from the chunk of the demo I played, like that, none of it is stuff that was in Resident Evil 3. So who knows? Oh, about, okay. About that. 
Because, you know, because those games are so different. But whereas like Resident Evil 2 remake, you're like, oh, here's this room and here's the, you know, like there was, there's none of that in Resident Evil 3 remake so far. From what I played, it seems like a completely new thing. But I'm sure, I'm, I mean, um, you'll end up back at the police station eventually and I'm sure there'll be stuff from from the original game. But uh, it seems like its own kind of new thing. I did not die in the demo, but I did come close at the end, right the le- at the very end of it. Nemesis spawns, and uh, he is a motherfucker. He like hit me once and like stun locked me, and then I was just trying to run up those stairs, and then he hit me like three more times, and I like limped over to where you have to put this hose on the fire extinguisher, and then it ends the demo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got the hose. I was going to the fire extinguisher. I ran into him and I died. But before that, I died like three times just because I was playing terribly. Um, so I, I basically did the whole demo then. Uh, I did. Um, I was... Did you get the shotgun and stuff? Oh, maybe not. No. Well, it's like, I mean, it's, it's along is it the like path. off the beaten path. Well, kind of. There's like a little puzzle. You have to you have to like go to the you know that pharmacy area. There's mm-hmm. like there's like something written on a poster there, and then you have to backtrack to this other thing where there's a safe, and then like you can. Oh, okay, yeah, I got to. The, I yeah. saw half of that puzzle then. Uh, yeah, there, like I got to the safe and the little hint thing, but I was kind of rushing through it also. Yeah, there's there's a little back and forth thing you can do, and you get the sh- you get like a key, and you get the shotgun and stuff, and then. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get the shotgun so I could uh, see how the combat is a little bit. Um, and it, the shotgun wrecks people, of course. And it's got the uh, the gunpowder mechanic that was also that was from Resident Evil Three, where you like pick up different gunpowders and you mix them. So like, oh, okay. So like, I, th- I think in the demo they just had gunpowder A, which is like you mix two of them and you get handgun bullets, but. You know, as you go on in the original game, you'll get like A and B, and like, it, you, like you know, how if you mix herbs, you get different mixtures. Like if you mix gunpowders, you'll get yeah. One that of, was gives you that shot. was in the little tool tool tip or tutorial prompt. They they had like I don't know if it was A and B, but it was like heavy gunpowder, I think. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, so you can make like different, like you could make handgun or assault rifle or um, magnum bullets and shit like that. But um, so, do you think after this game comes out, they do this to Resident Evil 4 for PS5? No, I don't think so because Resident Evil 4 is like I don't I don't know, man. That would be such an undertaking because that game is already really comp like like 5 20 30 times more complex than the old Resident Evil games. So like maybe the only thing I think Resident Evil 4 would need is like like a makeover graphics. And like, uh, yeah, and like better controls and shit. Like, make it in a new engine that has like modern third-person shooter controls. Well, but that kind of sounds like what I this guess, is, isn't it? I, I guess that might break the game. Though. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird because with these, they can kind of pull it from the ground up. But Resident Evil Four is kind of already halfway there anyway, and I, they, they would have to remake it because that that game is balanced around you can't move while you aim. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, and they, they could also throw a curveball and drop Resident Evil 8. They kind of can do whatever the fuck they want right now. Or or uh, Code Veronica. Oh, yeah. I don't even know all the uh, off offshoots that are good or not. Uh, so, so Code Veronica was... So Resident Evil 2 and Resident, Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil Code Veronica were kind of developed around the same time. And originally, Code Veronica was going to be Resident Evil 3, 
but I think Resident Evil 3, they could get out faster. And if that was just going to be a side game called Nemesis. And then, but since um, they, I think they moved Code Veronica to the Dreamcast and stuff early in development. And then, because the turnaround from two to three was only like one year or maybe a year and a half or two years. They like, they pushed three out really quick. So um, as far as I know, that like Resident Code Veronica was, was originally Resident Evil 3. Oh, okay. It's one of it's one of those things where they have like, you know, one team making a side game and another team making the new main game, and then they just kind of. Is it on par with uh like two and three's quality? Um, I mean, it's very. Could they remake to, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could definitely remake it. But like that game has like some problems, like pacing wise, and and has some like brutal difficulty things that are like like there's a thing where you switch characters like halfway through the game um and you don't know it's coming and like if you didn't get rid of this one item and put it in the item box that it doesn't tell you because it seems like it's like a fire extinguisher and you use it for a puzzle and then um you have to put it in a security box to go through a metal detector and it seems like you're done with it so you just leave it there but um actually you can take it out of the metal detector security box and put it in the item box because if you do that then the second character has access to it and he can get the magnum but if you don't do that he can't get the magnum so it's like and and when you switch characters you can kind of fuck yourself if you have all the good stuff on your character and not in the item box so there's just there's weird stuff there where like you might have to restart the whole game um yeah that one but you know it's 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 base. It's a similar thing. I don't think it's as well loved because, and it's also kind of where the story goes off the rails with Wesker being like a superhuman, you know, like backflipping ninja or whatever. Ah, uh, yes. Never but too many of those. A remake of it could be um, cool because it's it's a cool game and it's in the style of those old games still. But yeah, I'm just glad they're making good games because uh, that's Dude, Cap- seems Cap- to be Cap- like. Zono on a roll right now right, they had yeah. uh they had monster hunter which everybody loved and devil may cry 5 is dope and resident evil 2 resident evil 3 it seems like they're just like uh listening to what their audience wants now instead of just like i don't know chasing what um market research is telling them i guess yeah uh with that i am going to smoothly transition to as i narrate it uh a book that I finished. I finished the Jason uh, Schreier Blood, Sweat, and Pixels book. Oh, that's um, a great book. I've read that as well. And yeah, and it's uh, basically, we t- talked a little bit about the development of Resident Evil there. It's a bunch of tales of development for a bunch of games that we've talked about on here. Uh, Destiny, Pillars of Eternity, Halo Wars, um, which it's prompted me to put a lot of these games on my Xbox and uh, because there a, a few of them are on Games Pass anyways. Um, and let's see, what the fuck else? Oh, Star Wars 1313, Uncharted 4. Um, there's like 10 different chapters, 10 different games. Uh, it talks about the dude who basically did everything on Stardew Valley and uh, locked himself away in front of a computer for like five years. Um so it's it's really yeah, good. Yeah, that guys that guy's a millionaire though now. So Oh yeah, at the good. end of it, at the end of it he was um not only a millionaire, he was still driving his broke ass uh Toyota and he was meeting the dude 
who was his like inspiration, the guy who made Harvest Moon, and they were yeah. sitting down next to each other, playing each other's games and talking about them. So that, uh, that it's guy seems super awesome right. story. Yeah, <laughs> he, seems, he seems like a cool guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, seems like he did his uh, he did his thing. He just like well, went fucking mad scientist on it. And he ended up following through. Um, they released the multiplayer of Stardew Valley on everything a few months yeah. ago. And- yeah, and then they put it on iOS, and it's like fucking. I'm sure he is, and that was after this book was published. I'm sure he is rolling in it. Um, yeah, now. good for him. He fucking, uh, you know, he gave up his life for a long time and just did that. So, props, you know, like that's yeah. And not only and so the book talks about not only like uh, triumphs, but like sacrifices and like perils of game development and like Diablo three when they fucked up and like remaking uh, the fucking auction house and everything, and so. Uh, it's a good book uh, if you are into uh, video games at all. And uh, the very last pages of it in the epilogue, he was he referenced Game Dev Story. And so I downloaded Game Dev Story on my phone. Mike knows about Game Dev Story. I know about Game Dev Story. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, he uh, <laughs> he fucking started talking about like the when the guys catch fire when they're programming. And so I just downloaded it and I've wasted like four and a half more hours on game dev story now. Dude, Every time I, I re-download that game, I spend like a half a day playing it over like yeah. the course. It's just, it is ridiculously addictive. I think I've mentioned this before on here, but my favorite thing about game dev story is if you pirate it, then it has something in the code where your game starts to lose money because everybody's pirating it. <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah because you know like um i think arkham asylum was infinite infamous for this if you had if you downloaded the pirated version there's a certain point where you needed your cape glide to get to a place but it would glitch out and you couldn't go any further so they just made it into like an hour-long demo instead of a pirated version but it's the same idea where they include something in the code where if it doesn't do a certain check or whatever it, it just tells you your game's been pirated and that, that's probably the most clever anti-piracy measure i've ever heard of there's the, there's game dev story and then there's the, an exact clone of it game dev tycoon and those two are often like they're like the exact game, same game Oh, maybe uh, I might be I might be mixing up. It's one of them that is uh, has that in it. Yeah, um, that might be Game Dev Tycoon, um, but it might also be Game Dev Story. Uh, I think it could be because none um, of us are playing the pirated version of that. Because why would we? But yeah, it's a it's a very fun little game and hyper addictive. And I I'm here to name some games that I made before for Game Dev Story, which I've done in the past on this podcast. So years ago with playing this game, falling into the same trap. But here I got uh, Octo Quizzler. So my my studio's name is Horseware. And so I have a lot of animal-related games. Uh, Clydesdale Twist. Uh, then I got Synthirinth, which is uh, like a music robot game. Uh, Deep Sea Shanty. Pony Pack. Uh, then I did a bunch of a rash of dating games. So I got Spouse Obtuse, Battlefield Love, Husband Hunter, then I did uh, Pocket Pony, and then Pocket Pony XL, then Passionistas, uh, Elder Squirrels, <laughs> um, Lip Locked, uh, Crush Hard, and the sequel Crush Harder, and then um, that's about it. I think I did another one called Spy Detector Two, uh, which was followed by Spy Detector One. 
but I'm in the uh, like PlayStation phase of game dev story, and so I've dumped way too many hours into it already. I need to delete it. No, fuck it. If you're having fun, who cares? That's what life's about, right? Yeah, it is. It does feel like I am a complete robot while I'm playing it, though. So that is a problem. Like the human part of me knows I need to pull away uh, and do something more better with my life. Mike, what have you been doing better with your life? Uh, well, you did mention it, so I, I will throw. I have been playing uh, Pillars of Eternity because I uh, I have Game Pass for PC, so I've been going through the offerings that they have, and that was one that I have. We had obviously talked about those types of games a few times on here, and so I was ready to jump in, and that game is uh, is a lot of fun. It uh, lots of options for character creation and lots of freedoms. Hey, uh, real quick, what you want as you go through the game? Yeah, yo, um, Matt, are you hearing Mike? Well, his uh, mic keeps cutting out, like and getting yeah. body. Are you hearing that too? Yes, I think something's up with your connection. Maybe Mike. Yeah. Probably just because my internet is total garbage, so there's probably not a whole lot I can do about it's it. It's weird because, like, sometimes it's absolutely fine. Like this right there like, when it was not about the game. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like th- th- this happens when we play games online too. So maybe it's your headset. I, I don't know. No, no I it's think definitely it's my internet. My internet. Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my internet is absolute trash. Probably is the internet. Somebody's watching Netflix or something downstairs, and I mean, it could be nothing. Like it literally could. Literally someone is fucking like and yeah it doesn't it just takes nothing because the internet is absolutely trash. damn that whole sentence uh, was hard and to it, won't get yeah, so. like, it was like the internet is trash exactly yeah that's fucked um it's funny. It's funny. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. <laughs> no, it is really funny, but it's very inconvenient for right now. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. <clears throat> do you want to try to reset your shit, and we can uh, just wait for you? I can just isolate the recordings. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and like we'll. Stop. Oh no. No, no. And that would that totally didn't even come through well at all. Like uh yeah, it that's was like, it was like it was like one sentence stretched out for thirty seconds <laughs> with glitches. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like literally, like I, I'm being honest with you. Like I don't know if you can hear me, obviously, but like loading web pages. <clears throat> is a problem. That is how bad my internet is. So that's why I didn't even think about that when we were talking about doing this, but like this very well may not be possible on my end because it is. Here we go. Michael, what do you got? All next? Right. Okay. Well, let's, uh, is everything good so far? I know this is not cool to be in it, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. Just go with it and I'll interrupt or he'll interrupt if, okay. if it's bad. Um, so you mentioned Pillars of Eternity, uh, and I'm playing that because you mentioned it, it being in uh, the book you're reading. 
Uh, and so I got that. I have Game Pass for PC, so I'm uh, tasting, sampling some of their fare. Ah. Um, and that is one of the uh, that one of the first ones I got because it. We have been talking a little bit about those types of games. The old uh, um, CRPG, as they are finally called. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get it because I haven't really played many of those since uh, like Baldur's Gate way back in the day. And even then I didn't play those much. Uh, so I made a character, tons of choices and going through there. And it's just a fun game to like, there's, it's almost like overwhelming, like uh, for um, because I know a little bit about D and D. It's not quite as much, but like for someone who didn't know that like D twenty system real well, I can. It would probably be almost too, too much in some cases. Um, but I like it. Uh, there's a lot to keep track of, and it lets you kind of pause. Uh, and go forward kind of like the KOTOR 2 system because Obsidian obviously made that game as well. Um, but I made a monk and uh, I'm not usually, I, I did not played much of those in D and D or any type of game. So I went with that and uh, it's going pretty well. I picked up, I think three party members so far. Okay. Done yeah. Like probably a dozen quests over the course of. Yeah. Um, I think I got to the point where I hit like four party members and uh, I was ultra early on. I'm going to have to restart that game if I, uh, if I get back into it. Sorry. Um, You are chopping a little bit, but then you're very like easy to hear. So I guess we'll just keep it rolling. But I think, I think some of it is um, just whatever threshold is on the mic on headset or whatever. If, if something's soft enough, it'll cut it off. Um, or on his input or whatever. Because sometimes if you trail off a little bit, it'll cut out the audio. Like it needs a certain hit. It has like a noise gate on it or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that game is a lot of fun, especially for someone who likes that type of, not only that type of video game, but that type of tabletop game. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is a cool thing. I, uh, I'm looking forward to that there, Baldur's Gate 3. But then I realize uh, there's several games like this. Uh, two pillars and two divinity original sins that I could be playing also, so maybe I should just get on one of those. Yeah, well, and just briefly, um, speaking of games that like you could play or whatever, I've been banking on. I had a code for Borderlands Three that came with my GPU, and I just never redeemed it. And then I went to redeem it today, and it expired. So I guess I can't play it. But I'm not gonna. Buy oh. it. I'm not gonna buy it. You know what I mean? Uh, bye, I guess. <laughs> we could play Pillars on Games Pass. The fucked up thing is, though, if I would have got that code and been able to play it, and if I liked it, those de- people are saying the DLCs are like super good. So I probably would have bought the DLCs for it, but I guess now they'll just get no money from me. Yeah, um... it literally had like a from when I got the the graphics card. It had like I had like twelve days to redeem it before it expired. When I looked at the the code. Ah. Um yeah, now you're a little scratchy too. Am I coming through clear? Me? Uh, my, I'm scratchy. Well, I was kind of yeah. I was kind of leaning closer to my mic because I'm getting a little lit up here. Um so it might just be peaking cuz I'm getting too close to it. Uh sure, I can go. 
All right, we'll just keep it running, and then, I don't know, fuck it, I'll use what I can, and if I can't use anything, then I won't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is a, <laughs> a trial run. As long as you guys can hear me and it's legible, I think, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, there's like a little scratchiness to it, but I can understand what you're saying. It would be more of just a, like a a minor annoyance rather than like unusable audio, but that's at yeah. least from my end, so. Yeah. Maybe but, try, but yeah, maybe uh, yeah. try uh, speaking better, actually. Can you try that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> would would that be preferable? Yeah. yeah. Preferable, um, even. Uh so yeah, I was done with Pillars of Eternity, so now I guess Matt is up for with one of his gummes. Yeah. Okay. Uh for all right, so is my level good? Can you hear me? Uh maybe a little louder. I don't know, man. It's it's all fucked. Uh, I'm gonna run it through a leveling uh program, so as as long as I can hear you. Okay. Um I beat Luigi's Mansion three. Got it. A couple, okay. weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now. That game is fucking cool, and you should both play it because it's rad. I, I, you know, I don't even, I don't beat a lot of games because a lot. I just fall off with games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if I actually sit there and play through an entire game, it has to. It's. It means I liked it a lot. I guess. Um, I all that's all I played for like two weeks. So it's just I play like three times a week, just sit down and play a couple hours of that game. And it was fun every single time. I never was mad at it, really. Uh it's fun to get the hundred percent and get all the gems and shit. I had to pull up a guy for a couple of them because I'm a bitch, but That's alright. There's no shame in that. I think and like the presentation of it yeah. and the, I, can you hear me? Okay. The yeah. The presentation of it and the vibe and all of that and the graphics and sound, you know, just like the aesthetic of it is so cool that and some of the stuff it does is interesting for the kind of game it is. And it's just kind of like a little bit action oriented mixed with like point and click adventure, like in modern daytime kind of shit in a way with like an emphasis on puzzles and stuff that uh, it's it's like a PS2 generation game and like the design style of it, but like expanded upon, which I found really captivating about it. Hell yeah! Is that that's a full sixty dollar bingus, right? Because it's Nintendo. Yeah, and it's actually pretty fucking long. I think it took like fifteen hours to play through that thing or something. Well, I played a bit of the second one that was on 3DS, and it was it seemed like a uh, fully wrung out game but it's just it's so hard when i'm like when i'm looking at games to buy and then like i have to compare luigi's mansion 3 to like a 60 dollar like game on xbox or playstation because it's just so different um and so that's i think that is usually the reason why i don't end up playing as many nintendo games um yeah but it was if i think about it i got that game in like like a little bit like the week after it came out and i played a couple hours of it and then a couple other things came out and I was playing those. And when I went back to it a few weeks ago, I I literally, I just played that game for like two or three weeks. And was it was like a certain time of the day would come around and I'd be like, all right, it's time to sit down, play some Luigi's Mansion. Or on a Saturday, I'd wake up early because I'd just get up early. I'd get up at like six or seven and go down and just play like four or five hours of Luigi's Mansion. Like, it's there, there's it's there's something about it that I, I like that game more than I like Super Mario Odyssey. Like I had yeah. more fun with it than I did with Mario Odyssey. I think it's it's one of the Switch's best games because I don't even play my Switch a lot, but that game is 
I've only finished a couple Switch games, and that's one of them. So, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I wasn't even like saying like that it looks bad or anything. But I'm in, I'm in the same boat where I don't even play my Switch a lot, and I think that's the reason. Um, because I just I when I compare it, I usually just go with the other one. Uh, but I played you know Breath of the Wild like a madman when uh, that was out, and then uh, Fire Emblem. I blew through that too. So, um, yeah, you just yeah. find the right one. I think it's, yeah, it's just like a mix of the old school, like collect-a-thon, methodical, like linear game, but with backtracking kind of thing where, and it's laid out in a unique way, or it's just an evolution of those old kind of like, you know, the the weird Nintendo games or the weird uh, mascot platformers that weren't by um, main publishers, you know, like Tie the Tail mm-hmm. Tiger and all that kind of shit. So it's, it's, you know, but since it has that Nintendo veneer on it too, it's like extra, it's it's like playing a Pixar movie, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like uh, some Nintendo. In fact, I'm going to get on a little Nintendo right now. Tender moments. Wait, give me Uh, one second. I'm going to go pee real quick. Okay. Take a pee. Tender moments. He was sounding good now. So maybe we're in the clear. But if you can use your headset on Skype, I mean, maybe we'd run into the same problem anyway. I don't know. My problem is going to be, yeah, anything using the internet. Yeah, but at that point, you could maybe even use your phone, like, because it's just a a voice over IP call. That would be ideal, actually. Right, you know. Wait, does this have... An app? Is there, is there a Discord app? I I would imagine, yeah. I don't know for sure. This, I just signed up for it today for this purpose. I wonder... Oh, there is one. Well... I think so, because that's how people... Yeah, there totally is. Because uh, that's how people were doing a Nintendo online chat. Uh, because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't do it any other way except for their stupid Nintendo app. It's just like a better workaround. This game's now for four years. How much is it? Well, it's $60. That's how much games are. I kind of respect it. Well, they kind of, like, I'll be honest, they kind of got everyone by the balls. It's like, oh, you can just not fucking play it then. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, fucking... They have good resale value too. So when we traded in Let's Go and the Harry Potter collection, she got fifty bucks. Which is enough to almost buy all of Animal Crossing. So which is what I'm about to talk about. These animals are a crossing. Item back. Alright, I'm gonna get into a little uh bit of Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Uh, so, full disclosure, I've been witnessing a lot of this game and playing some of it. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons, big in the uh, Games Gonna Write Girlfriend community. Yeah, my uh, girlfriend has only, has, all she's been doing is been playing this game for 90% of her free time since it came out. So, Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very, very peaceful game. Um, I really enjoy it. I've hopped on to play co-op with her, and then I've also done a little bit of solo stuff. 
Um, I played a little bit of New Leaf, and I feel like that was a pretty good primer for me, understanding uh, Animal Crossing games. And this game is uh, much more advanced, and I'm glad I played New Leaf because I get the chance to make that comparison and see how far it's come, really. Because like, uh, the whole like museum, so you have a deserted island this time around, uh, the whole museum thing that gets filled out as you catch fish or bugs or dig up uh, fossils is really, really well done. Um, presentation on it is super awesome and then if you like you're basically filling in an aquarium and a little bug zoo and a little dinosaur exhibit and um, it'll put the animals you catch in the exhibit uh, when you catch it for the first time and then uh, there'll be a plaque that will say the day you caught it and who caught it because um, the stuff that I have on there and then the stuff that she put in there is just all um mixed together and it, it still gives you props and a date uh so that was really neat um and then I, like people are arriving into the town each day so it's really like it it's a game that like kind of drip feeds you content uh over time which is why people uh play this game so much and so obsessively because it's like oh well there's new shit today or like guess who showed up and this person wants to move in and uh like it just kind of continues to advance at a really steady pace. Um, there's, you know, you could do the fishing, the bug catching, collecting seashells, crafting now is a newer thing where uh, you're more like getting resources and crafting and you find recipes or you buy recipes. Um, there's a second monetary system. It's called Nook Miles. Uh, Tom Nook gives you a smartphone and uh, everything is run through the smartphone. Is it an uh, iPhone or an Android? It's a Nook phone, but it looks oh, more. Like, I mean, they basically look the same, I guess. So at at this point, I could I couldn't really tell. Um, does it Does it have a notch? Uh, n- I don't know. I didn't really pay close enough attention. <laughs> it's more like a, the, like a toy pinball. phone. Okay. Yeah. Um, like like the Tingle Tuner. Something like that. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's it's really cool. I mean, like. It's Animal Crossing, so if you played any other one, like you know what to expect. Um, there's a lot of uh, more customization in this one. I, I feel like um, I don't know. So, I, I've seen some comparison to uh, Happy Home Designer with the stuff you can do inside your uh, domicile, but uh, you can also make like custom uh, flags and like face paint and uh, designs in this little like pixely art thing. And uh, is, take pictures with your camera and stuff. Is um, is it your? It's so it's Bianca's island, right? Yeah, it's one island per switch. So if you have, if you, for instance, you, um, if you guys have one switch, then you are on her island. If you start a profile and launch this game on your switch, um, right. and then you can do basically everything. Uh, but if you do co-op, one of you is basically the captain, and the other one's the follower. And so the captain can do everything and the follower can just kind of like hang out. Um, so am I, am I going to get a gimped experience playing this or? Uh, no, because deal? it's kind of, uh, so if, if you play it co-op, um, it's the, whoever's not the leader is getting the gimped experience because they're playing tag along. Um, sure. But you can, you can hand that back and forth by just shaking the controller. Um, and then like, fucking your high five like you tag in and tag out basically i mean um, if i if if i play it by myself like when abby's not playing oh then you're I gonna still, have I like get the full experience of the game you won't get the 
same experience. So that's where change, like, cause if you're going to jump in her Island uh, and her Island's already made and everything, like obviously you don't get the experience of building out the town and stuff. You get the experience of living there. Um, and if you're not interested in getting on this game every day, uh, like, and like being the first to do things, it won't matter. Um, because like you'll still see the progression and it'll just come to you like, like a lot of the stuff that is new content for her when she shows up or like stuff that she built, like it's going to be new for you the next time you log in. Uh, but if she's playing a lot more of the game, then there's going to be a lot more drastic changes. So like if she plays it every day and then you don't play it for a week, like I imagine like shit will be way different every time you play it. Uh, uh, but if you, sucks. but if you're going to play it on a daily pace, like you're basically going to see all the, the changes to the Island. So like, I don't see how it would matter that much. I think she'll still have like, she might still have like ownership of who gets to move in. I don't know how that shit works. Uh, Cause it well, is her well, island. There's no chance of me being able to play it every day because she plays it all the time. So yeah. So like if you wanted the like <laughs> vanilla experience, then you would have to buy a switch and well, buy not, the game. I would think about doing that if there wasn't a fucking crazy ass recession, great depression about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and and for what it's worth, that is a good experience too because me and Bianca both bought 3DSs and both bought copies of New Leaf, and so we each had a town. So um, the we thing that intermingled sucks, that though, way is uh, I would. It's weird because if I if I got another Switch, I would have to get a Switch Lite because I'm not going to buy another regular ass Switch. But I feel like she would like the Switch Lite better because she plays it on handheld. <laughs> but I, but and I would like to play on the TV. But if I got a new three a uh, new switch i would be the one with the like is there a way to switch them do you think i don't know well it's funny that you have to use this word switch there um in a non- <coughs> switch way yeah. but uh i don't know see that those are the questions that like you normally would never have to pose that you have to consider in this scenario because we had a similar thing earlier where we were thinking she was like well if i get a different switch like am i going to be able to cloud save my island over and i was like i have no fucking idea like i don't i really don't know that's so crazy that that's still like when i think about i like getting animal crossing for myself there's like 15 questions that i would have to like ask myself on reddit to get an answer to and then like at that point i'm just not buying the fucking thing you know what i mean yeah i had to really consider if it was okay to buy it on my account because that's where all the purchases have been made and so, like, any game that I've downloaded is all purchased on my account. And I was like, I don't want to have this one purchase of a game I'm, like, we're going to play a lot on a different account. So, um, yeah, even then, like, I just had to, I, I mean, the answers might be a Google search away, but it's just such an obtuse thing to have to consider when it's well, like, oh, you don't have to consider this for any other game ever. You also have to phrase your Google search exactly in the right way that yours, because there's, like, five or six different problems you could have with this. So like you have to phrase yeah. it in a way that you won't get those results. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, I had it's like, a, it's like bonkers. Like I, I encountered the thing about buying it that you did because uh, I bought it for Abby for Valentine's day. And I was like, I'll just buy it and install it on the switch. That way when it comes out, she can just play it. Cause you could already preload it at the time. Yeah. And I, 
And I was I logged into my account and was gonna buy it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if this will work for me <laughs> if I do this. So I I logged out of my account and like went to her account and then added my credit card to her account just so I could buy it on her account because I wasn't sure if she would be able to play it in like the best way, you know. And it's yeah. it's crazy that I had to think about that and like I couldn't get a quick answer about it. So I just yeah, weird weird um. Island ownership uh, tied to system stuff aside, though, it is a really good game. Um, yeah, she like fucking that... loves it. So, you know, she and she's not just going to lay down for games like genres she likes and shit because she crapped all over that new Pokemon and didn't like it at all. Yeah, that, that's like her other favorite game. So she's been nonstop on this and she's she's told me it's the best game she's ever played so yeah there's a i've heard more than one person say it's the best animal crossing game and uh i can understand that it, it, it's really neat um because i probably only played it's been a week and i probably only played like three or four times and um but like it it's just you can see like it, especially if you're into the sort of simulation stuff that i like to play a lot of times um you just can see like development and progression and changes and then options and customization. And it's all kind of like do at your own whim, like what you want to do, what you want to focus on. And so it's a great, like uh, it's a great game. It's a like totally relaxing, uh, fun experience. And it's just a big sandbox and the sandbox stays fun because the, they introduce new toys and things along the way. And you have uh, some control of it. Like, even though I'm getting the, uh, secondary experience uh it feels like i like i'm just playing a game and i don't feel like i'm getting the uh the short end of the stick or anything like usually it's just shit uh she discovered first it's like i'm i'm coming to second so um it's really cool and i will play more of it um there is some daily incentives to keeping up with that and most of them are very easy and so it's like a very good uh excuse to just get on there even if you only want to get on there for five minutes you don't have a bunch of time uh they give you a bunch of reasons to uh just to hop in and see what's going on in the island and then uh it's very uh easily you know easy to get hooked on something that you see and then like oh it, it's one of those games where like game dev story <laughs> or like when i'm simming 2k where i'm just like okay well just one more let me just do this one more thing and then <laughs> i'm on it for like another hour and a half because uh, i've done 20 more things so that's cool, man. I'm glad that that game's good because so many people were so excited about that. And if it would have been bad, especially with what's going on in the world right now, I feel like <laughs> like reality would be a much bigger bummer. You know, at least at least people have that because it seems like like I saw that they're selling out a Nintendo Switches because everybody's buying it to play Animal Crossing right now. Like, yeah, I mean, and get them anywhere. You know, that's probably another great reason to limit your one island per Switch, <laughs> because the game is good sure. enough that it will, it will sell Switches. Um, sure, but it, it seems like a lot of like people who play games like in humanity right now, because we're all going through this crazy crisis. Like, as far as like gamers or whatever are concerned, like a lot of people are playing that fucking game, and it's like a solidarity kind of thing right now. It seems like almost. Yeah, it's very high uh, quality of life. Like it's, it would be, like I don't get mad at all at anything in that game, and that there's something to be said about that. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just like this different zone that you go in into an, a little island with animals, and uh, good things are happening there. So good. Yeah. What else? What else you got, Mike? 
let's see. I have not been playing Animal Crossing, but I hope to someday. I've never played one, and I was, if things had been normal again, not to keep harping on, but I would have got it probably day one. But um, it sounds fun. So, well, uh, you will be able to have the island all to yourself experience too that neither of us cannot provide. That is, with. yeah. Unless yeah. I buy another Switch, which you know. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. I'll surprise her for her birthday and get her fucking. Uh, she really wanted the Animal Crossing Switch. Maybe I will just buy another <laughs> fat Switch. Have to fucking cares, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, right. Uh, and then <clears throat> we'll figure it out. I, there's got to be a way to switch her main profile to that Switch so she can play her fucking Switch, 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 it, Switch, it, Switch. It. Maybe if we email Reggie, be like, dude, what the fuck? He'll be like, all right, I got you. No, he'll just um, make sure the GameStop employees don't uh, stop working, and <laughs> that's what he's up to these days. Oh, he'll give you. A- oh yeah, that's he's he's uh, the one to save GameStop. But now they're completely fucked, dude. With what's, yeah. with what's the my favorite story of last week was um, GameStop in Pennsylvania. Well, I think nationally you know they sent out letters saying that they were going to stay open no matter what as an essential store and shit and in pennsylvania they revoked their business license throughout the whole (laughs) state (laughs) so they can't do shit there now yeah and then they they immediately um switched all their stores to like curbside pickup only Uh, but pretty good. even like if this hadn't happened, Reggie might could have saved GameStop. But now, pff, dude, he must be so pissed that he took that job because there's no way he could save GameStop now. He probably doesn't give a fuck. He he's on the board of directors, so that he has probably very little responsibilities. He probably didn't give a fuck about that shit. He's just like, okay, bye. Yeah, you're probably right. He actually he's probably uh, rolling in the dough. He's got to be worth a couple mil at least, right? Yeah, his uh, his first plan of action would be to give you a quiz about the uh, about the Nintendo Wii U, and then if you didn't answer enough questions about your time with that, he'll say fuck it and fuck them, and he'll give you nothing. (laughs) I would lose, man. I never even owned a fucking a Wii or a Wii U until I got a. I had a Wii years and years after that I only used to play Netflix in one of the rooms of my house because. It was before TVs had it on there. Nice. I'm not fully convinced that this entire part of a punishment for not buying enough Wii U. Was that? So, just for that. a moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway. I, I, I think oh, this whole thing's a punishment for uh, us uh, not uh, buying enough Wii U's. Yeah, we get a little bit of, got a little hairy there. Um,. You sound we, like uh, you sound like in the Matrix when the the mirror goes down Neo's throat. Okay, can you can you hear me? Bangus, bangus. Um, let's see. Like, but that, what you plan? I'm going to toss out a couple tinier ones because I probably have more than you guys. Because you guys kind of coming to the end of what you played. Um, let me see. I have a list because my memory is so bad. I rely on. Uh, I have three more. See, I have, I have a bunch more. I'll do a couple small ones. Yeah, just go um, ahead and blurt it, spurt it, Paul blurt uh, it. Let's see. One of them I played. Uh, one game I played for a little bit was um, State of Decay Two. Oh, I'm very intrigued by this. Actually, me too. It's one of those that, things where if there wasn't other games, I would totally play that game. 
Um, again, Game Pass game, so I did not pay anything for it. Um, that game is a game with a very satisfying play loop that is ruined by fucking tedium. Ah. Uh, I probably played, I actually probably played like seven or eight hours of it. Um, and then just got so fucking sick of it that I uninstalled it. Um, so I just, every, I would keep giving it a chance and going back and being like, oh, yeah, maybe it's not as bad as I, and then I, it would be as bad as I thought it was. Um, hmm. What is it? Does it just do some like annoying bullshit? Yeah, it's just like you'll be low on every resource, so you just need to spend some time hunting for resources, and it just does, it never affords you that opportunity. Um, and then the things that it does, the way it does them, um, makes no sense. Like you're base will be being um, attacked by zombies mm-hmm. and it will give you a time limit to get back but there will be six people at your base so there's no need for you to be there they can handle it but for some reason you as the one person account for the success or not of defending it just makes no sense you're the high point like, yeah, I could see if it was if you only had two people at your base, and it's like if it did a thing where it's like there aren't enough people at your base, you should go help, and it'd be like okay, that makes sense. I'll go back and do. But it's like no, I did like because a, a zombie attack is usually like it'll be like ten to twelve, and it's like well, with six people there, this is not only like defensible it's it's too easy like there are many times i'd run back and not even kill any of them because the ai would take care of all of it um and then just uh people at your base are fighting because morale's low or like hey someone showed up and they want to trade and this will be like literally right on top you'll finish one and it'll just pop up a new one and if you don't take care of it you'll get negative repercussions for it so i it's like i well, I can't take care of this over and over again while still maintaining the resources necessary to keep everyone surviving. Um, and it's just one of those things where while playing it, after you get... Because it doesn't do it right off the bat. At the, off the bat, it's kind of easy and a little less. There's a little less to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as you go on, I'm like... I, it's one of those games where... I mean, obviously, it's a, it's not a, a fucking indie game, but it's I, I'm just like, did anyone play this before this got released because like there's no fucking way that this is this can work like if you put it onto a chart it would be some impossible equation for how your time is spent yeah i see that uh it's gotten some pretty middling reviews with a lot of people uh complaining about just issues and errors so um Um, yeah that sounds kind of yeah it just I, middling is how I'd put it. I don't think it's a terrible game, yeah. but I'll probably never play it again. Um, and it's a, a game that, in concept, like I think is a very fun and intriguing game. Like I said, the play loop is satisfying. I like discovering new stuff, killing some zombies, oh, finding one good item that'll sustain you for a while, and then going out to a trading post and finding out you have something they really need, and that gives you a little boost for a time, and then you're comfortable for a while. And that, like I said, it's satisfying until they like impose like well here are mechanics play with our mechanics make sure it's just like well those aren't fun or useful or realistic like there's no part about it that's good so that's what i mean when i'm like 
I don't know how you could play test this and be like, yeah, great. Okay, cool. That works. It's like, no, there's no mathematical way what you're wanting me to do is possible. So I don't understand how that's even okay. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, once again, the beauty of Game Pass, I don't have to buy that. Um, I also played a game called, let me, because I actually don't exactly. World of Horror. <laughs> ah, sounds um, uh, sounds great. I mean, uh, I saw that on Games Pass. It looked bad, so I didn't fuck with it. But... Uh, it's in the game preview program. I thought it was going to be like a choose your own adventure, point and click adventure type game, um, and maybe that's what they were trying to do. But it was made. It, it's like a game that is that genre, but made by someone who's never played a video game before. Okay. Um. It's not hor- I mean, it's not scary. Uh, it's like it's that annoying eight bit where I feel like the person did it not to be stylish, but because they were lazy and it was easier. Um, because it doesn't look good. Uh, it looks bad, and it's all black and white, which again is like couldn't. I'm looking at it right now on Games Pass. I think it looks kind of cool. I like that look. Yeah, I think it looks kind of cool now, but that's in a That is exactly why I downloaded it. And I was like, this kind of looks fucking dope. And then I did, because like some of the monsters do look cool. But then the other monster I thought was an angry gym teacher. Um, So, and the combat's fucking horrible. And it gives you very little explanation on how how to succeed or be good at it. Um, yeah, I could, I could see looking at this because you're seeing all these screens, but like if you're actually playing the game, you're looking at one of these screens for like minutes at a time. Yeah. So I can see how that would be. Uh, I probably wouldn't fuck with it either. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, he might have been too scared to really play it. And so that way he just said a bunch of bad things about it. You know, it is an entire world of horror. All Sometimes it's, it's Wait, too spooky should, to tell the truth sh- about. Should I? I should download uh, Ape Out. You said that's um, good, right? It is indeed. Um, and that was going to be the next one I talked about. I did play through Ape Out entirely in one sitting. You would pick two uh, Games Pass games that are only on PC. So that way uh, I could not oh, chip I in. Both only on PC. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, that's cool. You got 2K20 and I don't get to play that, so. Oh, yeah, that is uh, an even trade. Actually, not yeah. even close. Um, but Ape Out is fucking great. It's uh, a lot of fun. It is kind. It reminds me of um, Hotline Miami, but you're a monkey instead of a murder. Well, you do murder, so you are a murdering monkey. Yeah, you're a murder um, monkey. A murder uh, drum and it, monkey. And instead of like synthwave music, it's jazz music. <laughs> You actually play them in like each level's like an album, and then the each level in the with it like sub level within it is a track on the album. It's all drums though, isn't it? Isn't it all percussion? Uh, yeah, yeah, that is also true. Yeah, I didn't even actually realize that until you just said that, but that's true. Um, but yeah, but it is very good and it kind of changes with what you're going going through all kinds of different scenarios. Um, and it's giving you, it's like, doesn't ever really get super complex or put too many mechanics into it. You're just doing a lot of like splattering people and throwing them into each other. And then like, you know, taking them and holding them as human shields. And then they fire wildly at other people. Um, and it's all like top down, just like, there's no 
detail to. I don't even know how what kind of style you'd call that. It's like it's like monochromatic. It's, it's like flat texture, just like colors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just did you, right. Did exactly. you um did you play it with mouse and keyboard, or did you hook your controller up to it? I uh, play with controller. God, that game looks awesome. Yeah, because I'm I'm installing um, it right now, but I don't have. It's it's gonna be done soon because it's a very small file, but yeah, uh, I don't have a controller up here. But I'm I'm assuming it's Devolver, so it probably plays good on most keyboard too. Um, but uh, the style of it is absolutely fucking perfect. Um, the soundtrack and and style of it. Um, there's a lot of like gore and blood and mayhem. Um, uh, but the way it's like it's it's just real crazy. Like I said, it reminds me very much of. Hotline Miami, and that's one of my favorite games. You know so what it also like... reminds me of? It looks mm. like Hotline Miami. The uh, 2014 uh, Birdman movie? What was it, Michael Fassbender? Yeah, no, it was Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, that's right. That movie was great, yeah, and it had that, that uh, avant-garde jazz uh, soundtrack, too, which was yeah. the driving force. Yeah, and you're, yeah, it's kind of like that same kind of like it's like almost a bunch like of a clashing symbols and fucking yeah, and like cutouts almost. It almost looks like like felt cutouts, like moving across. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just really good. I mean, and that type of game, you die a lot. Like it is one of those games, just like a Hotline Miami, where you like you die constantly because mm-hmm. there might be one dude you just didn't see, and then he gets one shot off on you because I think you get shot like three times per level, and um. Or per sub level. Um, well, uh, speaking of games where you get killed constantly, that might be a good transition into our next game. Yeah, because I just wanted to get some smaller ones out of the way for that. I've been playing all those games I mentioned. I play on Game Pass, so nice. Yeah, sure. But yeah, speaking of games that uh, you die constantly, and how about that Doom Eternal? Have been playing Doom Eternal. Uh, did you play, so we had just beat the Doom Hunter. Did you play any more beyond that? I did the Doom Hunter, and then when they drop you down and you fight two Doom Hunters, I did that. And that yeah, but that, I, at the end of the stage, did you cut off oh, it no, after that? I went a little further. Uh, I'm at the Super Gore Nest now, and I've I've played like 20 minutes of, of that level, too. Okay, so then you're actually 20 minutes in front of me, because I'm at the, I stopped at Super Gore Nest, so we're right at basically the same spot. But I also, uh, I dropped it to the easiest difficulty, like halfway through the cultist space. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's reasonable to do. So I feel, I feel, like, I feel like they, because, uh, you know, they always recommend you play it on like the ultra violence setting or whatever. That's how it was for Doom 2016. So I, f- I feel like most people played it on Hurt Me Plenty. So they're like, well, we'll make this one the hard one. They're like the Doom one then. And you have to play on the easy mode to, get because this game is fucking hard dude it is yeah. and i i played doom 2016 recently um not all of it but the first few levels and uh they're a breeze compared to this well not only see so it's kind of a two-part thing is it is it that this game is that hard or is it that it's forcing you to play it uh like a totally different game i think uh, it's both it's because, both because I think, I think once you like dial in and get the reflexes for it, it's the, it, the difficulty becomes less, but it's weird and it forces you to play with a bunch of stipulations. Like you have to constantly juggle 
uh, ammo, armor, health, and your glory kills and a uh, thousand cooldown meters. Um, you have to use every like uh, thing that you have on the D-pad, which is like a grenade or an ice grenade that you have to D-pad over. You have to mod swap everything with uh, up on the D-pad. You have to use a chainsaw. You have to use the flame belch uh, to make dudes drop armor. Like you have to platform you have to move around you have to go for weak points because if you don't those guys will just overwhelm you and like you have to glory kill and then like there's a new mechanic with the glory kill that's called a blood punch it's just it's just way too much there's way too much shit going on um it's just a different game entirely the way you play it like and you have to play it these ways otherwise you just lose like it's fucked there's also a double dash like it's just it's just a totally different game to play, but at its core, it's still Doom 2016. Well, what I was going to say was I don't have a problem with the way the loop is necessarily. I mean, it is a lot, but the biggest problem I have is that the way they direct you into that gameplay loop now is that literally every enemy just melts your HP completely. So like if you yeah. if you make like one or two mistakes, you die. Like you can't make any, you could make one mistake. And if you don't have any extra life, if you make two mistakes, you will die. And and part of that, I feel like, comes from the enemy weak point system where if an enemy spawns and you don't see them immediately and then switch to the exact right gun with, with the right mod and take care of them the way the game wants you to, um, they'll kill you. So it, it's it's almost like I feel like I have to memorize who spawns when so I can take care of the enemies in the correct order every time. And I don't like that at all. They'll kill you, or at best, they'll become a great nuisance. Um, you can, yeah, like it's just, or they'll box you into a corner and sneak up on you, and then you can't move, and then you just get pummeled from like all sides at once. Like, yeah, or over a ledge. It gets better as you go on because you get more guns. So when you run out of ammo on one gun, like you have five other guns, but the first few levels of that game, you only have a couple guns. So you're just, if you aren't doing exactly right and taking out certain enemies at the exact right time and then chainsawing as soon as like say you use your super shotgun uh sticky grenade to take out like a cockademon and like a turret on a, a spider guy and then like if you don't as soon as you do that second one chainsaw somebody to get ammo like you're gonna be fucked because something else is gonna spawn where you need to use that and like you just have to memorize like what order things spawn in which is easy because you'll die so many times that you'll play it an encounter five to 10 times yeah. or, or I was or more, but, but also like, I don't like that. So I put it on easy and it's way more, I, I still die like maybe yeah. once or twice, but it's way more manageable where like, if I die once or twice, then I'm good enough. But I, maybe after I've completed the game, I can go back on the higher difficulty and play those early levels and I'll be better at it. But I just felt like on the normal mode um, hurt me plenty. Mm-hmm. I, I would just uh, there would be a point where I'd be at like 50 health and I'd be like fuck and then my brain would just short circuit and I wouldn't know which of the 15 buttons to press to do the right thing then and then you just die um, yeah it gets frustrating it's, it's probably different on a controller too because I'm playing on the keyboard and so it's like there's so many buttons where um, usually things for an FPS on the keyboard is pretty fine because it's just move 
jump, crouch, whatever, fucking switch guns. But this has like also there's a button there's a button to swap the mods on your weapon. There's a button to swap which grenades you have. Yeah. There's the button for the flame belch. There's and then I mean there's literally as you progress and get all the guns unlocked, there's like f- 12 or 15 key bindings for your fingers so you're like doing a dance on the keyboard like and if you don't have exact muscle memory yet like it feels like you're kind of trying to fumble through it and it's just i don't have it i don't know well it's just too much shit going on because it's the same it's the same on the controller i mean like like having to d-pad over when i used my frag grenade or now i have the thing with like so i get two frag grenades because i upgraded it yeah, um, that's all saver, just, by the way. It's it's not um like it doesn't automatically go to the other grenade. It doesn't automatically display that. Like in order to keep track of your blood punch and shit, I never know when I have it. Because you have to chain three glory kills, and I never am paying attention to oh, I just chained three glory kills, so I know I have a blood punch. And like, I never know when I have it, and I never know the best time to use it either, which I guess yeah. probably comes with practice. It, it almost like it, it doesn't seem like there is a best time to use it because it's just uh it's all bad. Like like the shit's popping off in every encounter like nonstop. It's mostly like platforming, and then like some encounters, like it, the win condition is oh, did you find the hidden armor or did you find the hidden one up? And then, like, if you just play bad and you had the one up, it's like you wasted it. Because it, I went into the Doom Hunter fight the first time with uh, two extra lives, and so I was like, okay, I feel prepared. Um, and I even like, like, paused at the beginning of the encounter and like took stock a bunch of times, and uh, I just got melted. And then, like you know, brute force my way through that fight, which dumped you out into another bigger fight. And it's just like, that game is like relentless with its bullshit. Um, I just, the problem I, I keep gotten... running into is uh, switching the mod on the combat shotgun from, because the sticker grenade is super useful for like a couple annoying enemies, right? Like, yeah, uh, cacodemons. Cacodemons and the spiders, it kills their turret in one shot if you can stick it. Um, oh, the spiders are like the bane of my existence. They fuck me up every time. Yeah, but if you have if you use the sticky grenade on the shotgun, you can it's that's pretty generous, and you can stick them and kill them in one shot. Well, trust me, dude, I use everything on everything. But but my problem with it is I have both mods on the shotgun, so every time I I'll like be like oh caco demon, and then I'll switch to the shot the combat shotgun to use a sticky grenade. I always have the wrong mod equipped. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm just going to take damage now because I have to go dash away and then switch my mod so I can shoot the sticky grenade. Yeah, and I don't even just, I don't even it, switch mods during firefights. It's too cantankerous. Yeah, but if you don't sticky grenade a cacodemon, like, it takes, like, half your ammo of whatever gun you're going to use to kill the fucking thing. Yeah, but then I just use my personal grenades. So, like, yeah, it's... Yeah. But it, it's it's just, like, yeah, like, before an encounter, I, like, roll in there, I pick each mod, and then I don't fuck with any of it. So I'll use, like, micro-missiles, or if I see something far away that I want to try to scope, like, Revenant, I'll use that. But, like, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot... A lot of times I'm playing on Hurt Me Plenty still, and it's, like, uh, brute force your way through this ten times, or, or maybe twelve times, or some shit, like, something awful. It's, um, it's long, and, and then... It, the game is fun, but it's also really stressful, so, like, sometimes that's a bit much, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's like, I got to the same point uh, you were at now, and um, I just haven't wanted to play it for a few days, because that's how I feel about that type of game. Um, like, yeah, I'll play it for, I, like, I a half hour game. at a time. 
yeah yeah i can tell it's a good game and that uh, and that i do like it um it, but it's just like this isn't doom 2016 doom 2016 is a better game this game's got a lot of bullshit and it makes you play by its rules um it and... feels more like like quake 3 arena or something and not it doesn't like where doom 2016 felt like oh this was a modern doom game this feels like they're like all right you remember all them other fucking crazy shooters we made now doom is that and this is what this game is yeah i don't know it feels like it wants me to be an esports expert or some shit like it feels like it was designed by a guy who like was on a bunch of speed i don't know like it there's like no they, they reason designed it for the the um quake con audience like the people that like fiend for their games and not just like people like you and me that just play shooters you know yeah and and the progression systems are so plentiful that like um i can't tell how much better i'm actually getting because some of the unlocks are so bad so let's see you got an unlock uh, you got mods for your suit that come in the form of runes that you can equip up to three, and those all. I'm actually little... still confused about some of these because you could unlock stuff in your base, and I, sometimes I'll look at it and be like, "Oh, I have the Sentinel batteries for this, but I'm not well, well, sure let's, exactly let's, which upgrade path this is." Let's let's very um simply uh lay uh, down all twelve of the interwoven systems, uh, so is that way 12? it's not confusing at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, there's there, there's a lot. There are a lot. So there's challenges in the level. That way, if you complete, you get a, a Sentinel battery. Now, Sentinel battery is useless if you're in a level. So uh, you have to wait till you get back to the Fortress of Doom to where you can use them on rooms that sometimes you can't tell what the fuck you're going to get out of. Uh, for yes. instance, there was a floating uh, suit of armor in one room, and I was like, Give me that shit. I want some yeah, new it's armor. Just a, it's just a, it's skin. just a character skin. And yeah. I wasted it and I could have extra armor or health or a Praetor suit point, which is another form of progression that uh, slowly upgrades um, your suit. But there's like they're in tandem and you get this little perk, but the perks usually suck. So it it's forces like it's, you it's to pick. It's structured like a free to play game, but the free to play uh, the tokens you could buy are like secrets you unlock in the levels. Yeah, or something. there's there's that. Um, there's the gun mods, uh, and those are one or the other. And then there's weapon points, and those are like the progression system for the mods. And then if you unlock two of the like feats for the individual weapon mods you get a bonus ability it's just fucking nuts i didn't Ooh, even i forgot what weapon points were fuck. because i've gotten a bunch of them and i don't think i spent them i just yeah like, and then because, the suit because one there's 12 has, systems you know yeah the suit one has its own wheel that's divided into four things for like exploration and ice grenades and frag and grenades the, and then the, there's also the runes traversal for your act- you're, there's also the other runes for your active abilities that you can equip three of at a time. Yeah, it's just way too much. It's a but, lot, dude. But it's like it's designed for like, it's kind of like how Devil May Cry. It's designed for like your fifth playthrough of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's. it's I, I probably won't get through a 1.5 playthroughs of this because it's like it's wanting me to do 15 things at once. And there's like often times where like, oh yeah, I just remembered now talking about it that I have a rune that like slows down time if I hold the trigger. I've never once used it and I've had it for like two hours because there's so much bullshit going on in that game. Real talk, the dash cooldown rune I just got though 
it's sweet because basically yeah, it's probably like game all, it's like always up so you can just always dash it makes it way easier yeah yeah i bet i bet that's awesome um but yeah it's just it's a game full of bullshit um but it's a really cool game also so instead of being great it's just like pretty good and I'm frustrating I'm waiting for the moment if it happens where it goes from me hating this game to like this game's the shit. But I'm I, as as I play through it, I'm just like, this game is cool. And maybe it's just the wrong time for because I'm high anxiety to begin with. But like, I just cannot take it. Sometimes it was just like, I feel like I'm not breathing while I'm playing. I'm just like. Oh, like I'll be halfway through an encounter and I'll just be like dashing away trying to find health. Like, oh boy, oh boy, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, I would, I would say that you'd be giving that game too much credit though if you can even consider that being the circumstance because like it's just it's like a universal bullshit. Like, because you were, you were like worried about hating it, and I was like, well, I'm playing it, but like, there's a lot of fucking shit I have to go through. So it's like, how many excuses are you gonna come up with the game? Sure. You know, for, well, and for it itself. I, I like a lot of things about like the I like the vibe of it and I think it's cool, you know. And I think and Yeah, think it's still doom. The graphics are amazing too. It's one of the best games I've ever looking games I've ever seen. But it's yeah. but it's also like I don't know. Like I was hating it until I put on the easiest mode. Like I was yeah. not having any fun. Now that I'm playing on easy, it's as it's it's still fun because I I can get through any encounter with maybe two or three deaths, you know? It gives me major flashbacks of uh, Wolfenstein New Colossus where it's like, this game feels different from the first game in ways that I don't know why you did it. And uh, the larger thing is, I don't know if I can count on Bethesda to make a game I enjoy anymore because they've really rubbed their nose in to games to the point where like they change them and they try to make them the er game like you can't just make fallout 5 you have to bring it online you can't just make the wolfenstein 3 you have to make it into a destiny like you can't just make doom 2 you have to turn it into this like i don't yeah and why am i unlocking like loot crates for the multiplayer or whatever oh yeah you get multiplayer progression notifications in the middle of the single player game i'm never gonna play the multiplayer this fucking game oh the multiplayer of the game is 2v1 who fucking cares and uh that cultist base level they pull that bullshit where they have you who who could have guessed they make you play as the demon to like introduce the multiplayer mechanic or whatever it's like okay, this that fucking that was not fun at all. The part where you play as the revenant, or the revenant. I I actually thought it was um like kind of neat, but um, it just right, felt to it, me it, like they're like, oh, this is what you could do in the multiplayer, you know? <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a shoehorn for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just it's very fiddly, and uh, is I don't I don't know. I'm not always gonna want to play a game like that or have the patience to play a game like that. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, even on I'm waiting easy, for a difficulty spike to where it necessitates me bumping it down as well. Even on easy, man, it's still like, oh my god, oh my god, it's like it's it's still heart pounding hard on easy. So like that will probably if you're already have been frustrated by it i hear it only gets worse as far as that's concerned yeah i'll see uh, i mean i'll just play it co- plan accordingly and uh, i will see i will say that the missions I, are long as fuck it and is it is very cool i'll say and that. It, it's, it's a cool, cool game the missions are long as fuck i'm only on like the fourth one and it is uh 
So it's like a very beefy 13 mission game, and each mission takes me a long time because I die a bunch, but also because they're huge. Uh, and I, I've been sp- spending a lot of time finding the secrets and stuff, and I, I am enjoying that aspect of it. Um, some of the platforming's okay. Uh, some of it's unnecessary. It's fine. It's it's yeah. it's nice to have little breaks from the because the combat's so intense where it's like, oh, I actually have to kind of sit here and think for a second to figure out what I need to do next, which is refreshing because the the combat encounters are very co- constant and uh, they can last like five to ten minutes of balls to the walls, like oh my god, freaking out, you know? Yeah, but uh, that that should be a wrap on uh, Doom Eternal for now. We're both in the same spot, so. Next time we uh, jump in, we'll see where we're at and uh, see if our opinions have changed at all. I still would say, like, Mike, uh, it's a game you could sh- you should consider playing, but, yeah, definitely know what you're getting into because it's got a whole fucking list of bullshit on its sleeve. It um, is just, I'm, I'm going to have a low tolerance for the fucking, like, moving it down to a difficulty level because I will, I will do that. I have a pretty quick trigger finger on that nowadays. Just start immediately on the easiest difficulty. It is fucking bullshit. I would also say do that. Um, otherwise, you'll probably hate it. But um, I would like to say that at least this game has that option. Because we talk yes. a lot of shit about a lot of games that don't have that option. So, sure. Like my next game, I don't know. It's not my turn. But my next game does not have that option. And that's my gripe with it. Uh, Mike, I believe it is your turn because that's kind of a duel. We both uh, tandem that uh, sure. Doom Eternal. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Uh, well, uh, my last game, I'm going to do a duel with you. Um, okay. But I will throw out. I did play some Void Bastards. Okay. Um, that game is a bit similar to my feelings about State of Decay. Which is conceptually, I think it's cool. Execution, I think it's not that fun. Yeah. Um, it's too overbear. Like, there's just like, there's too much scarcity of health and fuel, and it's too. Um, health, fuel, and ammo, especially. I found myself just running around without weapons sometimes, and that's just, you die. Um, and then. It's what fuel, ammo, food are the important things, and then you get like parts for upgrading your weapons. I actually didn't play that much of it because I was just not having fun. And it's a game that when you die, you have to start all the way from the beginning of your progress. Um, so it's cool. I kind of I like that. The kind of style was kind of it was neat. It's like the old school. It's all like a comic book type. Like yeah, um, it, it kind of looks like The Simpsons. Yeah, like yeah, Futurama. it's a little bit right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. It's it's yeah. It's a little bit cartoony slash surreal, a little bit. Um, and the style, and again, conceptually, I think it's neat. It's like a roguelike first person shooter dungeon crawler, essentially. And each dungeon yeah. is a different like ship that's floating in. Uh, in space, in a quadrant that you're moving your way through, and you're trying to get like to, but I never even got to the objective ship one time, and I went through like probably seven or eight attempts um, because I've just two ships in, I'd run out of ammo because um, it just does not give you enough at all. Also, um, it it plays like a fucking Nintendo sixty four shooter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, because everyone's like always like, yeah, it's just it's, it's very weird. And then they get like, because it's almost kind of wants you to try to do stealth sometimes, but there's not really a point to that. Yeah. Because as soon as you shoot, then everyone knows where you are. Um, and there's usually far too many opponents to stealth. Um, and then there are certain like enemies you're not supposed to be fighting. Uh, because they're too tough, and it literally like tells you in the in like the text, like, yeah, this guy's gonna be too tough. You should just avoid him. And it's like, yeah, but he's if he like he will just follow me. Um. So like again, it's just I was like playing it and wanting to like it, um, because I had a kind of ancillary interest in it, and then just realizing like oh, I'm not having fun. Uh, and then stopped. So I turned it off and was kind of done with. Yeah, I think it's kind of like it's it's got some very surface value entertainment in the way it looks and stuff, but then like playing it, it's like, oh, I'm going to be shooting like poorly animated dudes in tight corridors and like there won't be anything else that I'll care about. Like it'll just look kind of neat. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then it's like kind of doing the shoe shoehorning of like humor in of like the robot that's like the evil overlord corporation that robot is the spokesperson like that's kind of unoriginal um and the enemy like some of the enemies are like just like drones and then some of them will like explode when you attack them so then you have to like run out of the room with them and it's just like i don't want to track of who is what or what is what yeah Yeah, i feel like the art direction just should have been used on like a better game yeah. Oh, and even like the idea of like, oh, it's kind of like a, um, it's a procedurally generated roguelike where each of these ships is going to be different and give you different resources. Um, and like, I, I again, I don't mind games that give you where well, you're a little scant on resources, but like, it was literally every ship. It was like, well, we gave you eight bullets. It's like, well, yeah, it takes fucking two bullets to kill an enemy, and you put forty two enemies on this ship. I don't understand what you like. It's another yeah. game where, like, I, I don't know what you want me to um, And that's kind of an unacceptable, like, <laughs> question for me to have in a video game. Um, and not, I don't mean, like, I, don't, I can't understand a puzzle or something, but, like, when you're looking at the core element of the game and I don't understand how it's supposed to be played, to me, that is poor game design. Um, so yeah, I played or, a game to try. Like, procedurally generated bad design. To where it like yeah, sets exactly. you up for a failure. Right. And it's just that's not fun to be like, well, I have no ammo and I can't kill people to maneuver around to get more ammo, so I guess I'll just leave the ship without having gained any resources, which then fucks me for the next one, and it's just like that's not a fun loop yeah. to be stuck in. Um so I was like, alright, got my fill of that. So another game pass game that I got to try without paying anything more than my fee, so good on that um and then the other game which i think is my uh but i did boot up Frostpunk. Uh. yeah so uh i watched you play a little bit it seemed like a game that's pretty up my alley um and i like it so far it is insanely brutal um at least for me it was and i don't know if i'm just was bad at but like like literally the first time I played the second day I had been exiled. Oh um, shit. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, 
Well, that seems almost impossible. Um, <laughs> to how them child, child laborers? Um. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't even delved into that yet, and it, it's oh, a game God. that, like, um, it is a game that you need to know what you're doing before you do it, or you're already like it starts you off and you're fucked. And so if you don't move. Your pe- it's almost like playing chess against someone that's really good. Where like if your first three moves aren't the right moves, you're you're done, and it's just you're wasting your time. Um, so the second time I booted up, I was like, oh, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this mm-hmm. first. And then on the second run, I ran into some more because like the problem is I don't know what the mechanics are going to be until I run into them, and then when I run into them, I don't know how important they're going to be until I don't have them. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that was very important, and I didn't realize it. So the next time I play, I will remember how important that is. Yeah, basically, you have to do a couple dry runs where you're just learning the game. And uh, I went really deep on my first two runs, and I was actually able to beat it on my third run. But that was with a lot of figuring things out. Um, that a long term screwed me up the first time around. But like basically you got your major resources, coal, uh, raw food that you have to bring in and, um, you know, wood and then steel. And so then you have your precious resource, which is steam cores. And that is the like, Hey, some serious machinery, um, requires steam cores right and like along the way you can get like automatons then you unlock the ability to do scouts and they don't hold your hand but they also give you a lot of tools to succeed and then there's a lot of little um things you can do to change the quality of life and to vastly improve your systems so like early on when you're like gathering like you can once you have the ability to research like make gathering faster or you can put resource depots down and they'll gather just to the resource depot so they're not like walking like goods for really far distances or if it like it gets too cold you can heat the areas that you know uh they're gathering shit at you can do like a bunch of quality of life adjustments with the laws and with the uh tech tree and really customize your play so i've also been playing I guess I should follow up with. Um, did you just play a couple runs where you ran into like? Uh, I think I'm on my third one now, and I am not going to win. I'm kind of in this holding. I actually haven't played in a couple days because of it. I'm in this holding pattern where I'm basically just kind of waiting to fail um, because yeah. things have yeah. kind of snowballed out of hand. And but it hasn't failed me yet. But I don't. Like so, this third run is the lesson. I because the first two runs it was very short both times. Yeah. Um. Um. This is the run where I learned how absolutely nece- like necessary scouts are to be. It's almost the most important, at least from my perspective, from what I'm playing, the most important part of your settlement. So you're doing because, the story, right? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. because they give you absolute dick for resources in that valley. And so I got to a point 
where like now I'm not, I don't even have resources to mine and I'm just sitting there waiting for them to bring back resources um, because it's the only way I'm gaining anything. Uh, oh yeah. Again, you probably, you probably need to explore the tech tree just a little bit further than you have. Like you probably just need to see out like, even if you're waiting out like a failure state, you should just explore the tech tree and uh, I can guarantee it has everything you need to sustain like within the ecosystem of the the settlement. But like it's it's you haven't gotten far enough to see. Well, all yet. the biggest the biggest problem and you've already mentioned is like the the steam cores. I only like by the way, Matt, enough. Matt, we can hear all the keystrokes. Oh, sorry. I was uh, responding to somebody who messaged me on Discord. That's cool. That's not a big um, deal. Uh, so, yeah, the Steam Core thing is really like, an- that's another thing that I was like, I learned this time around where I'm like, oh, because I don't know. It's just like for as few as you get for that to be like a necessity to build the just the first line coal mining like shaft. Yeah. It's like, Oh, like okay, well, that's gonna be a fucking huge problem. Like, I basically have to save the cores simply for the coal mining shafts. Because you don't, you, you don't, but you have to. So, I mean, in like, my run, I had to use everyone I got on them because I'm constantly out of coal, and like, I just wasn't. I don't have enough. Right, but there is. There's also this is why I was talking about the tech tree. There's also charcoal kilns and thumpers. Uh like our early tier one, tier two tech tree alternatives to coal. And you don't actually have to go to the coal deposits to use a coal thumper. It draws it out of the ground. So like, that's what I'm saying about like exploring the tech tree, because like, if you don't know that it does seem impossible and that you do need coal mines, but I just had like, I've used a run where I didn't build a coal mine. So like, it, it, it and it's like a challenge a stupid way to play so don't do it but like um it's the shit's there but you do want to see everything and then see uh like uh, the other shit that unfolds and like shit that you find along the scouts it's just it's all like help stuff and then eventually you like unlock even more uh shit that that will help you too but there is a lot of like oh I understand what this is for now. Like, oh, I see how this works now. Um, have you seen the automatons at all? No, I haven't run into those at all yet. But they've been like mentioned. I just yeah. haven't like collected any yet. Um, but yeah, so, at, at, the other thing because what you're talking about also that is I did solve my food problem that way because there's the one because uh, up until you find the actual like fa- what are they hot houses or whatever yeah that you build your own farms in until then the only resource you have is the hunters and that's hunters, really yeah. really inefficient yeah um, and again until you beef them up because i know there are options to do that as well um, yeah you can beef them up on the ground you can turn them into fucking pilot houses too so like i did see that as well so yeah, yeah so it is like kind of realizing what how far to go in tiers and then which tiers to take depending on your situation. Yeah. Um, Cause then like you have like different avenues to explore with like your circuit, your personal circumstances too. Cause like if you have already mined a bunch of like coal um, early on when you're not like burning that much, 
but you need fucking trees. Like you can fuck yourself over with woods like real easily if you don't build a sawmill or a wall drill like early on and you like deplete your tree sources. Like you need trees to make like anything in the tech tree. So like if you don't have enough and you like shoehorn yourself into a like situation where you don't have trees, like you're just as fucked as if you didn't have coal because everything's at a standstill. Like your entire operation's fucked. Uh, but and same thing with steel. A lot of times, like for unlocking new things, like you you kind of got to balance them all equally. If anything, like food is the one you can sacrifice a little because your people will starve before they die. Uh, yeah, I had uh, I had to do the uh, I went with the soup option, which like is a lower ration, but people hell don't yeah. like it. I go um, soup every time, and that people always bitch. <laughs> um i also this time around what are some of the other oh i did the shelters for children instead of the labor okay Um, but then also made them into the engineer apprentices so i they help research go faster Um, yeah see it's like a different side of the coin that works out also right so that's been kind of a boon because that's another thing i kind of realized a little bit too late is like oh like i i can get research pretty quick if i have like two research huts and I have these kids helping and all that shit. Um, also like it took it is far too late again. So I didn't actually really get to experience it, but I went into like the religious zealot. Uh, oh area. yeah. Um, but I, everyone's so discontented that they really don't have, I, like I said, I didn't really get to experience the fun of being able to kind of wield that. Um, well, I mean, like, I, all I can say is that I have thrown some Hail Marys in that game that have paid off, and I've thrown some that didn't. So, like, even though it looks like you're in a fail state right now, like, I've dropped, I've let 200 people drop dead before and pulled out of it. So, just like, <laughs> use it as a time to, like, see what shit does and, like, what unfolds. Cause the campaign is, has scripted events. So, you're kind of, like, you're going to reach a new, uh, milestone in the campaign half the time even if you play it to a fail state and then you'll know that's coming and so like it it'll just prep you better for next time because like restarting a save won't won't do anything for you you know what i'm saying yeah no that's and that's kind of like i it's just like i really am counting that because i have no way to make coal now so my fucking generator's been off for 2 days yeah but if you got if you got uh like 10 wood you can build a, I think a thumper, and that's all it takes. And then you just have to like, then you have to deal with that uh, fucking cantankerous bastard. But also, uh, do you ever bring up the heat map? Yeah, I definitely keep track of that as well. Yeah, so like synchronizing. Do you use Steam hubs? Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. Uh, do you use Steam hubs at all? Yes. So you can, like, synchronize those. So it also, like, the way you zone your level depends on, like, the way you can operate. So you can, like, deplete your coal consumption by, like, synchronizing the steam hubs with, like, work areas. So that way they go off with the work schedule goes off. Um, And then you're not burning through the night all the extra uh, coal for the workplaces. So if you, like, designate the area around your generator to be, like, homes and then the area outside of that to be, like, workplaces and that's where you put your steam hubs and shit, like, you'll run into a different set of problems <laughs> later when it gets colder, but you will save a lot of stockpile, a lot more coal 
because of the way you can like make it more efficient. That like yeah, that's the other thing is like I think the I think like at first I was too tentative to make sacrifices. Yeah, or like and like kind of have to realize like actually it's kind of smarter to do it early because then you can recover from it if you have more like leeway. So like making people more discontented or like lose a little bit of hope early on, it's kind of easier to recover from if you kind of do it off the bat because it's like, all right, well, I'm kind of resource rich right now and Mm -hmm. I have like all paths ahead of me open. So you can kind of like, you have more room to kind of for fancy footwork in there. Um, Yeah. Most of my fail states have come from discontent. So if you prioritize that as like another resource, like your hope and discontent, like balance is like a thing you have to consider because the second you start having like everyone work overtime, like there's going to be a certain level that uh, it always sticks around. And if you look at the, like the city menus and shit, it'll tell you all your temporary and permanent modifiers. And like people just get pissed off from having to work like 14 hour days or like emergency shifts, like we'll just fucking bring that meter up like crazy. And then once you start like even like building like bars or like fighting arenas, if you explore that part of the the law system, like that is all like, you know, mood based stuff to where it's like you try to mitigate like all the bullshit going on between your people just to keep them in check. But uh, yeah, discontent is like a bigger threat than anything. I, a lot of times, because I've let hundreds of people died and pulled out of it just to because I kept them happy enough, you know, to stay. Um, yeah, well, and sometimes when you get to that point where they make like a demand, but the demand actually isn't that crazy. Yeah, yeah, or and sometimes you're a victim of dance too, because like I swear, like they put like a three day time limit, and like sometimes I get my shit done in like three three days and like four hours and i'm like you motherfucker like i missed the challenge challenge by like the smallest amount um right absolutely but yeah that the more you play that game the better you get and the further you usually get um and then if you looked up anything about it too like it would probably help you greatly because like once you start do get the automatons you can basically have them like run like an entire building 24 7 uh and so, like, it cha- it's a, it's another game changer. Um, and then you can, like, eventually unlock the ability to build them. So you can, like, automate the entire fucking city. Or you can play without any of them, too. So it's, like, it's it's very flexible in, uh, like, the alternatives it gives you to play. Yeah, I just like how some of it is kind of, like, softer decisions and some of it is ultra like. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, but uh, I played, like, four hours today. <laughs> I was playing. Yeah, it is. It is fun to. um, And uh, also, the one nice thing uh, playing it on PC, I have no issues with like precision clicking or anything like that because obviously I have a a mouse doing it on. Yeah the the only time it's really uh, fiddly box is when uh, there's certain things you can do where it's like your building gains the ability to do this. And so, like, a medical tent, I'll get the ability to, like, use double rations and, like, the uh, sick people heal, like, a little bit faster. And uh, once I have, like, a fucking town with, like, 600 people, like, I'm not going to individually go and click on every medical tent and do that. And I wish I could just, like, 
select all on a few things but like other than that and then like manually finding the beacon once my city is like packed um it it controls quite well on console like there's just little precision things that could be better yeah yeah that hasn't been at all like well i actually don't really have any gripes with the game like my gripe has been like I'm doing a bad job right now and it's it does not forgive you for that. Well, it's the only thing you're going to face is like challenges. So like it, Right. <laughs> and the game is not meant to be fuck it's not like fucking you know you know what I mean it's not Animal Crossing. It's not fucking Oh, for sure. It's yeah, not it's... like, "Ooh, let's have a fun community here." It's like these people are starving. How do you want to bury your dead? It's like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Yeah, it's totally brutal. And uh like here, put sawdust in everyone's food. That should <laughs> that should fucking fill out their hunger a little bit. Like, Jesus Christ. I did my first because I'm playing the endless mode and I'm doing easy runs and alternating them with hard runs. So I did my first endurance mode uh difficulty thing and uh I lasted twenty two days before I got the discontent meter shot through the roof. Um, but I built my first prison and then it's like from there it like branches off and it's like you want to beat people to get your way like yeah. you know like influence them with pain and shit and it's like oh god like I could do this where I like build a propaganda center to just you know print out shit that's like hey it's okay and like oh our leader and shit and it's just like it's very reflective too of like oh there's a pandemic right now in the world right <laughs> and so um i do love that game though i've yeah i got an achievement earlier um today two achievements earlier today for doing like weirdo stuff so at this point i'm kind of fiddling around but on pc it's got a bunch of dlc that uh i don't know if that's part of games pass or but usually games pass uh gives you sale prices on dlc so yeah, and I know exactly. some games that actually does give you like because I when I was playing State of Decay, it updated a big update once, and it was to give me like DLC shit. Yeah, um, the, it that game must have just recently done that because that came on my download list. But uh, that's also Microsoft first party, so right. So yeah, it makes sense. But it is like cool to see that you know you probably I wouldn't expect it on most things, but on some of the games, especially if it's going to be a Microsoft property, it's like oh here you go. So, uh, Master Baggins, yeah, yeah. What else you got? I, uh, it's weird because, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't love control as much as a lot of people, I think, did, but Same. uh, I, uh, I needed something that wasn't Doom because we, as we talked about, that game is really intense, yeah. So, I uh, the new DLC came out for that, and it's only fifteen dollars. So I said, "What the hell?" and bought that, and I've been playing that um, today. I've played a, oh, okay, a couple hours of it, um, and it is more control. But it's nice because at least you have the like you you can only play it post game, so you have the the levitate ability already, which is like I think what makes the combat go from boring to pretty cool in that game uh-huh. um but it still has the control thing of like if you don't play a fight right you might die in two hits and then when you die you're ch- like it's like has dark souls checkpoints so you have to fucking you might have to like go through a bunch of hallways and then up an elevator to get back to where you were yeah with the broke ass map 
Yeah, with the Brogast map, that's so, like it, on paper the map should make sense and be fine, but it's really hard to tell if you need to turn left or right somehow. I don't it's, understand why it's weird. It's it's a three D map. Someone drew a three D map and let you only see it from a two D top down angle. That's why. Yeah. Because it yeah, shows but, all the floors layered on top of each other, and it doesn't discern floor between it, floor. It's garbage. It, even if you tilt your head or turn the character so the map is the right way, I'd be like, okay, I just need to go forward and turn left. And then I'll like go, and I'll be like, oh, actually, it was forward and then right. And it's like, how did I fuck that up? It's because the map is bad. And it's because the map is fucking trash. It's, it's not just, even bad. It's... It has actively right. like led me in the wrong direction, and then also it yep. breaks, and like it it breaks and, and nothing loads on it sometimes. So I never had that happen, but uh, I had that happen. Still garbage. It like intermittently the entire time I played that game. So like imagine like as much as you hate that map, if it didn't even work half the time, <laughs> like it's no oh, fuck that. Yeah, but I I will say I'm playing it on my I got my new PC back the other day, which seems to be working good. And uh, I, I've been playing it on my new PC. Excuse me. And uh, I played through the base game on my, my old computer. So now I have all the, all the ray tracing bells and whistles and shit going off. And uh, it's really cool though. So like, even yeah. if I, even if I think it's like a seven ten, it's worth it to play it just because of how good it looks. I, I feel like it, and as it runs really well too. So, um, you know, just I, and I do. I like the aesthetic of that game and the stuff. I just don't think the combat is as good as it thinks it is, um, and the checkpoint system is garbage, obviously. But everything else about the game is cool. So the graphics and the ray tracing being a showcase is enough for. That's why I bought it. Cause it's like, you know, I finally got my computer back. I can use the ray tracing and shit, and I can actually kind of see some of this stuff now. So. Um, it's cool, but you know, it's it's still definitely control where it's uh, you know just que- questionable design decisions. Like, yeah, why, why is there fifty different types of um, resource gathering to upgrade different things? And like, I don't know. It, it's nice because it's an endgame DLC, so any upgrades I'm getting is beefing up my skill tree that's already like mostly there. You know, so now I'm buying skills that I like didn't care about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have maxed out all the skills that I really care about, but they counteract that by making the enemies harder, I guess. So like you still die a lot. Um, but you know, it's, it's cool. It's its own thing. I'm, I'm glad it's there. I'll play it. I'll probably play the next one too, just cause I like the aesthetic a lot, but it's, it's more of the same. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw that they were coming out with a second one too. So um i i enjoy single player dlc so i'm glad that that exists um that game also was frustrating in different ways how far Um, did you get in in that in that base game oh i beat it oh you beat it okay so yeah yeah so, so you know about well my main frustrations was the difficulty spike right before you get the flying power um there's a boss that i just had I beat my head against. And then the last, like the last like hour of that game is like a bunch oh, of bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's like a nightmare. Yeah. That, that is a, uh, it, it has some of the worst checkpoints in the entire game. 
Because you yes. can get to the third stage of that fight and then like start back from the beginning of the second stage. And it's um, like a fifteen minute fight at least. Yeah, just to get to the to where you just were. And and then uh, and then it's cool for a bit, and then you get to the last part where you have to like you're like flying through like there's like three different giant islands in like the pyramid nowhere space and you have to f- fight progressively bigger waves each one you get to before you get to your brother or whatever and uh if you die on what the third one you have to start it all over again yeah so so i haven't seen anything like that but it's still frustrating in the way where you'll have an encounter that's difficult and maybe you didn't make the best uh, decisions and then you'll die, which normally if you spawned right at that checkpoint, it would not be a problem at all. But since you might die like three or four times and you have to like spend 30 seconds to a minute running back to where you were every time, it's like fucking stupid. Like I don't understand why they, maybe it's because of memory problems or how the game loads. They have to do that, but not being able to checkpoint you in front of difficult fights is like, I will never understand why they made that decision with that game. Yeah. They, I mean, they just made poor decisions throughout the development of that game. And um, a lot of those uh, got in the way of me thinking it was a great game instead of just like a pretty good game. Um, yeah, that's but a cool, game, but it is a cool game. It's so, very cool. And yeah. if it had, if it had like checkpoints, like normal games do and not dark souls checkpoints, it would I would go up at least one entire point for me overall. Right, yeah. If you if you paired uh good checkpoints with a proper map, then uh you're, we're, we're talking about a borderline great game. And if they uh made it so that there was only <laughs> two resources, like one for your powers and one for your gun, uh and then combine that with good checkpoints, it'd probably be like a solid fucking 9 out of 10 game, but it's, yeah. it's and if just, just not if they just had like a waypoint. <laughs> Yeah, because the, the, there is yeah. If, there's, there, if they just had like a waypoint system at all, then I like we're talking to, about a much better game. So there is fast travel, and I like to think about like they're like really deep into development, and they didn't have fast travel. And then somebody was like, "Yo, dude, if you don't put fast travel on this, nobody's gonna finish this game." You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's so that's in there, but it feels like they were dragging their feet to put it in there because it's also kind of cumbersome the way the fact yeah. like you can only do it from the control points and then you have to go through like a list of points to is there like a map you can like highlight? Yeah, it's like a public like a, transit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's almost like they were like okay, I guess we don't want to put fast travel in, but people are going to get mad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, no, nobody's trying to play your your 15-hour single-player game for 30 hours. So, like, how about it, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's got its handful of issues. Very similar to Doom Eternal in that way, where it's like, God damn it, I want to like your game. Just fucking get the fuck it's, out of the way, please. It's like there was too many cooks in the kitchen, and they play the game. That- yeah, or they played it like for like four years straight, and so they so got they really good at it. Yeah, they don't die a bunch, but for everybody yeah. else, we're like, "Yo, bro, you have to checkpoint me before this uh, fifteen minute fight, or else like probably gonna uninstall this game." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely had some rage moments, and then uh, was able to push it out. I I quit that game for like a month. I was so pissed at it. Yeah. Yeah, I quit that game and I was renting it, so I uh, stuck with it. Um, all right, I'm going to move to my last game. Uh, I've played more NBA 2K20. 
I was mad at this game at first, but it turns out it's a it's a pretty good game. It's a pretty good 2K game, so that's the asterisk that comes with that. Um, <laughs> I I don't play uh, anything but my league. My league is the only mode that doesn't have microtransactions. This game is a microtransaction death pit, um, but I don't deal with any of it because my mode is uh, sacred and will not be touched by them. Um, and the day they put them in my mode, it's totally going to ruin it. So uh, I hope they never do. Um, and th- uh, thus far, they have not. But um, It seems like they have found the, like, all right, y'all do your thing, and we do our thing between the people that use that shit and the because there's a whole contingent of people that like love the my player shit and want all the customizable loot box gambling casino garbage. Like obviously they don't want to have to spend real money for the casino gambling port, but they that is what they're into. Yeah, like, I mean, and I... we are on the other side where it's just like, all right, man, y'all have fun with that. I'm literally never going to touch even a parcel like a parcel of any of that fucking business. Yeah, I feel like my league and my player are probably the two most popular modes, but there's also like five other ones. Um, and I don't play my player at all. I've played it in the past. It's not that great. Um, my league is better in every single way. I control the entire universe in my league, so you can basically fuck off with any of my player garbage shit, and no one ever asked me for money, so that's great. Uh, but yeah, I played more of this and um, at a time where sports aren't happening in the world, uh, it is great to play the sports game and uh, really enjoy it. The presentation uh, is the biggest difference between 2K19 and 2K20. It's much, much better. Um, the courts change, which the NBA has definitely gotten more flashy with the teams having like fucking 20 jerseys now. And courts and the style of the courts even changing more often. Uh, the game doesn't look any better, uh, like character model wise, uh, or maybe it does in very small ways. Um, but the courts and the atmosphere uh, looks better, and the menus and the overlay is definitely of a higher uh, tier. The, uh, the the biggest gameplay changes have been the um, the animations that come out of the shot stick. Which, if you're playing on offense, is like damn near everything. Uh, if you're playing on defense, it's almost nothing whatsoever. Um, and uh, that that did change the way I had to play the game a little bit because the shot stick is how you handle the ball, it's how you shoot the ball, and uh, you know on defense it's how you um, block lanes, go for steals, and stuff like that. Um, right. But. Uh, uh, once I got the hang of it and and more dropped uh, using trash players and uh, upgraded my bench to a serviceable squad, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. So I've played about 13 games now and um, I've I've got a team that is performing the way I want them to perform. Uh, it is on par with 2K19 uh, in terms of my league. and. Uh, I would say like they didn't add really any features to this mode. So I'm hoping that next time around they give it another uh, pass through with some features in my league. Uh, But just the quality of the presentation change, the shot stick stuff, 
that's enough from to make me play this a bunch. The new rookies that I get to play with Zion and uh, I, I'm using I drafted Zion or not Zion, but Ja Morant. Um, and he's really fun to use. Uh, it's it's a good game. Uh, the the bad stuff is the same bad stuff in 2K19 where I feel like there's moments of like gratuitous rubber banding. Um, but it's not, I don't know, it's not always happening, so I don't always hate it. Yeah, I, um, have played one game with you, so I wasn't really going to talk about it, but, I mean, while we're talking about it, I'll add my two cents. Uh, and I really like this, that's why I kind of, the next day, I was, I, or a couple days later, I was like, hey, have you played more, is it actually good? Because when we first started 2K19, we also were not fans of that. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it took getting used to, or I had still have theories that they patched shit. Uh, it, but that's kind of yeah. No, I think that is that is for sure what happened is they patched things and they changed the AI for that game, um, and right. they fixed it. So, um, so but this one also has uh, we played uh, our because even when playing with two people, we also only play uh, my league. Yeah. Um, because that is, as far as I mean, this could be just called my league, the game, okay, twenty, yeah. Uh, um, but we put like legends in uh, the uh, game or legacy players because there are some very not legendary players that have been added. Um, but that's another like fun little thing. So we kind of had like you fucking blaze me with Alan Iverson, and I had a couple like old school guys. Um, but I had a lot of fun in the one game we played aside from, again, like both teams having completely like, like not huge, but like unacceptable periods of ineptitude where it's like, well, I'm now missing layups and getting stripped by centers. And like, this isn't how the world should be working, um, which is fully frustrating. Uh, but that is 2K kind of in a fucking nutshell forever. So, yeah, there's little things that like it's like. Oh well, I don't have this problem anymore. But now, uh, sometimes when my character is stuck behind another character, it's like inordinately difficult to get around him for no reason whatsoever. Or like I feel like the computer like pulls a defender away. Uh, but then sometimes it's like, oh well, is this, is are they doing that because it's defensive awareness? Like I feel like like the AI is based on how stupid the player is sometimes. So if you use a stupid player. Uh, sometimes he's a piece of shit and unusable. Um, yeah, it's like if his like fucking like IQ bat bat or basketball IQ or whatever is like low, then he's like doing completely unacceptable like things <laughs> yeah. away from the ball and shit. Yeah, then um, he, which is he like, like sucks. Yeah, and it is, uh, and then it's like, and that's something you can't like get around because obviously. It's only happening. You're not controlling it. Yeah, um, the biggest way to get around it is to fucking boot that piece of shit and trade him. Um, but yeah, which I did plenty of. I I'm doing my like like 2K auditions where it's like, oh, first time using you. Uh, I play in real life. Uh, he's garbage in the game. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of uh booting players out just to get to like a solid like ten man squad that I'm like, okay, this is workable and then I have three trash heaps rounding on my bench. Um Yeah, or at least sometimes you are I will say nine is also um some uh a uh, uh, a reality you have to live in sometimes. Nine viable players. You have to have one yeah. backup that's just like I don't love him, but whatever. Yeah, I actually I've gotten to the point where it's 
and I'm pretty I actually have like three bench players that I'm weirdly good with. Uh and it's Eamon Shumpert, uh Alex Caruso and Boban Marjanovic. So well, two of those players are fucking legends, so my my nine and ten are uh Fareed and Mo Harkless. So I don't really have a guy I hate. I traded all the guys I hated to get those guys. Yeah. So. Um that makes sense. But yeah, in a time of when we would be entering toward the playoffs and shit like that, it's good to have a, a substitute. So I understand that point for sure. Uh all right. Uh next game. Uh I think I'm actually tapped out. I don't Has everyone uh wiped their butt? I think so. Yes. I think yeah, Matt said he out. All right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, there's really Chelsea to talk about. There's uh, everything's canceled. Yeah, th- there's a big weird virus killing everything and uh, destroying hopes and dreams. Um, any anything? I, Go ahead. I was gonna say I was just gonna make the comment. It looked like E3 was dying before that, anyway. But oh uh, yeah. This is like a knife in the fucking throat. Yeah, I'm wondering if we'll ever see E3 again. And I'm kind of like, if this is how it's going to be, like, okay with it. Um, yeah, I to, just I like... I used to want to go to E3 for like, oh man, one day that would be excellent. Uh, but then E3 became such like forgettable crap that uh, it's no longer important enough to care about. Yeah, I think I would be much more like, I would lean more towards going to a PAX than a... Or the Game Awards or something, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that doesn't seem like a public event either. Or, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. That's about all I got. I I don't know. Um, Games are still going to come out because they can be released digitally, but... Uh, oh, I also played the uh, Final Fantasy Oh, the 7 demo? Yeah, and uh, it's actually got me excited for that game because I, th- I thought it was really good. <laughs> oh, okay. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, it's it's fucking cool. I mean, Barrett sounds like... Um, you remember in Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey Jr. has blackface? And black <laughs> yeah. Blackface? Barrett sounds like that, so I don't know if that's what the going for but uh that's what that sounds like um, oh yeah that's what they're going for yeah i mean in a game that has a section using cross-dressing as a uh plot point yeah they probably don't mind that he sounds like right i mean and that's kind of what the vibe of the original way so that's fine i guess but i i think the gameplay is really good it's got like the final fantasy 15 but with more turn-based kind of uh options going on um it you play up through the the part where you plant the bomb in the reactor or whatever, and you fight that boss. And uh, I actually died on the boss. I had to try it again. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's uh, there's something to that combat system. It's like... So, okay. Is this game that's coming out just the first part? Yeah, it's up to you leave Midgard, as far as I know. Right? Okay. Because I don't think anyone has ever made that clear. Surprising. Wait, I know it's, it's it's so surprising that they haven't made something clear about this game that's been in, well, uh, being made for uh, since I was eight years old or whatever. But that's what's weird because isn't that like the first five hours of like a seventy-hour game? 
Uh, yeah, and I thought they were like, there's going to be four four parts to this, and it's like a gift yeah. of mean, like of Ugh. I don't know fuck. that that's where I'll wait till it comes out to see how long it actually is before I plot money down for it. But it's dope. It plays good. Like, um, it's def it's exactly what you want a modern version of like a turn based JRPG system to be. Um, where it is that system, but uh, action at the same time, kind of like you know Final Fantasy fifteen Kingdom Hearts kind of style mixed with uh, the old turn based style too. Right. Yeah, this is exciting because I know you weren't a person that was even particular. You didn't really. I at least I don't mean to speak for you, but it seemed like you didn't really care about this coming out one way or the other, right? Before you played the demo. No, especially because it's like a quarter of the game or less, you know? But, right, yeah. But, but I mean, I don't, hey, I don't if know. that quarter I, of it is fun to fucking play, I'll take it. Well, and who's to say it's going to be a one-to-one remake? Like, you know, maybe they've cut large portions of that story out that they didn't see necessary. You know, There I mean? is like, definitely fat to trim um, in that original game, so it wouldn't surprise me. Um, if they I mean, like, still, I was... If, if that's a 20-hour game, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was so I was excited about this anyway, and I was probably going to get it unless like they came out and were like, "This is fucking unplayable," which I I don't no, see it, it being that bad. It plays um, fantastic. It's good. yeah, it's uh, kind of surprising. Yeah, and I was going to be the person, the schmuck that was like, even if people were like, "It's middling and average," I've been like. I've been. I'm excited for this, and I would have played it anyway. But if you, I mean, like I said, you are not even like you weren't one of these people that was dying to play it anyway. So if you thought it played well as kind of an from an objective viewpoint, then that's no, it, good. It, uh, it it plays good, and the presentation is what you would expect, you know. So like, if if you want that grand grandiose presentation with like a competent action RPG, then like. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's obviously top tier compared to everything that's out, you know? Like, it's on the same playing field. So, um, you know, as long as it's as good as other things and also is this retelling of this much-adored game, like, you know, I guess you can't go wrong. We'll see when it comes out how long it actually is or... Because I have the feeling that they've changed the story drastically because, I mean the way games are designed nowadays is not the same way as they were back then. So a lot like a lot of final fantasy seven is just like mindless grinding, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of like random encounters and driving around in the fucking airship and shit like that. Yeah. So they could turn a lot of those things into set pieces, you know, and, uh, yeah, you could like make it a little more, not that that game was like like technically really like open world, but well, it kind of was. You got to drive around and go where you wanted to go, but like the story was pretty yeah. like go from point A to point C and shit like that. So if they kind of just made it a little more concise and maybe made the leveling a little less grindy, you could take a lot of like I said, as I was saying, there, there's fat to trim off that game. Like I love that game. It's by no means a perfect game. Uh, the original I'm talking about, but um. Like, there's definitely some fat that could be trimmed off of that, and that's probably going to be something they do, like, focus moving forward, because, like you said, games are not made. I mean, well, just for the pure fact that this is going to be in several parts, um, you know, kind of speaks volumes about that as well. Yeah, I feel like they're going to make it 
like a linear, like driving the story forward kind of thing. Whereas, you know, in the original, you're like on the world map on your Chocobo and you're like going here and going there and doing, but like, I feel like they're just kind of going to follow you through the story, which is probably yeah. Those The Final Fantasy games have always kind of had an essence of freedom while actually being like pretty, like, you could just mainline that crap and go through it and not, you know what I mean? Like in Final Fantasy X, there was all the trials you could do and like Chocobo races and all this stuff. And like Seven also had like, you could go around the, uh, what was it, the Golden Saucer, the casino there, and like play games there and all that stuff. Um, yeah, you could so make the game like, way and, longer than it was. You know? <laughs> right, which I guess is kind of like, there's a, a, a bit of that too. Like that's kind of a standard JRP type of, uh, kind of a tradition like you know you look at um sorry tailed off there for a second oh you look at persona and persona like if you're just playing the story like there's not like huge branches of options but there's tons of stuff and ways to choose to spend that time in between and that's how someone like me ends up spent playing that for a fucking hundred hours yeah and it's well it's kind of weird too because playing that demo after you uh, ended it shows a little cutscene or whatever and it like teases sephiroth at the end of it like in the fire and it's like oh shit yeah i forgot there's like all this other stuff to this game because they've just been showing this same chunk of it for so long but at the same time it's like oh like you're never even gonna like fuck with sephiroth in this one because like this is just the first part of it you know so- yeah i know that it's i just was a reading- choke a bit of uh final fantasy <laughs> it's, the, it's the choke a bit yeah, yeah, I know just... I read an article about, because they were talking about Red 13, which is like the dog or whatever. He's like some sort of canine type character. But I guess oh. they've already said that he's not going to be playable as a character. He's just going to be like an interactable, like, ancillary yeah. party member or whatever. Which and it's is like weird. He's just going to sell you skins. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to... He's gonna kid like draw a cart that has loot boxes in it. He's uh, a storefront. Because yeah. I, I haven't played, I haven't played this game, the uh, original game, in a long time. But like, don't you leave Midgar before you like have Red Thirteen and like Vincent and like Tifa and all that shit? Like, oh, that yeah. those are people you don't gather until later. And then Vincent isn't even he's not even a mandatory character. He's an optional character. You have to go through some side shit to get him. Um, yeah, so so you're not gonna play you Tifa get... in this in this game, right? Like that's no, later. you probably won't play Tifa. You won't play him. Well, you won't play him at all, Vincent. Uh, you get Sid later on, and he's not until you go. I think at least a couple like uh, cities out of yeah, Midgar is like really just like a prologue to like the actual game. Yeah, that's that's um, was my understanding. I mean, it's been a while, but that's how I remember it. Is Midgar is just like the beginning, and then you start to explore and get more party yeah. members. So it's like, I don't know, I don't know what this. I think you called it, man. I think they're going to do it kind of a little bit more like fifteen, and just be like, all right, man. Here's what, you're not going to go out into the fucking woods and like grind for two hours to get yeah. past this like. But even Weird saying mini, that, mini boss battle. So, but even saying that, if this game ends at the end of Midgard, it's like, I don't know. That seems like such a small portion of that game. Uh, where, it, so, you know, if they come out with a new one every two years, like, haven't we all moved on by then? Like, I don't know. Yeah, who who knows? They seem to be. I think the evidence is shown there completely, dancing to the beat of their own fucking drum with this whole thing. So. 
you know what I just realized is that um, that Resident Evil 3 remake comes out next fucking Friday. And then yeah. this Final Fantasy 7 remake comes out the Friday after that. So yeah, if, if I don't get laid off by next Friday, I'm buying that Resident Evil 3 remake. I probably won't hop on that one right away because of the dire world scenario. Uh, but uh, eventually I'm going to have to play that. Yeah, I mean, obviously I would hold off, but uh, that's one of my most beloved series. So I'm going to have to. If I get laid off before then, I won't. But maybe I'll uh, pull some strings and uh, go on the internet and get a version of it. Is uh, not as expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost, uh, almost uh, you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent less expensive. Oh, there you uh, go. But you know, if I don't get laid off before then, I'm totally buying that shit. So. Yeah, you gotta find the storefront that you're using. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird thing though that uh, both those games are coming out back to back at a time like this too, where a lot of retailers are shut down. So you kind of wonder what repercussions or uh, if if games uh, that are even further out are going to risk delaying if they have to stagger their uh, release between like the physical and digital. Yeah, that's that's well, weird too because I don't. I never even think about physical. Like I just realized the other day, there's games I box art looks like because um, I play everything on the computer and you just download it and play it. So uh, I just I was actually thinking yesterday. I don't know what the Doom Eternal box art is. Oh yeah, well the Doom 2016 box art had to have a reversible thing because they uh, screwed it. Yeah, is the Doom Eternal one the same way? I bought it digital, so I don't know. Yeah, so none of us know what the box art of that game looks like, which yeah. is which is funny. But like, I've been ninety nine percent digital for a couple of years now, just because they don't really sell. Now that my um, Best Buy Gamers Club unlocked is gone, yeah, I'm going to be pretty much entirely digital. There's just no point. Yeah, right. well, the move uh, for me has I mean, the been the resale value. That yeah, if it's Nintendo, I like to get physical. Uh, this time around, we didn't know if stores were uh, going to be open, so we bought uh, Animal Crossing Digital, and that's a game she's going to play forever anyways. Um, but yeah, going forward, I mean, it's probably going to be a pretty uh, digital-heavy um, set of consumers, so you wonder. Well, yeah, the one I, advantage I don't that, think... Oh, just I got real quick. I don't think... No, you're good. Spots, I don't think GameStop is going to come out of this. Like I think that they're just done now, you know? No, but there's a lot of smaller chains that will take sure. up the mantle of that. Like, I'm not even considering it that from their perspective, but like, uh, yeah, the secondhand market um, will probably take a hit as well. And sorry, yeah, I didn't I mean to cut you off, Mike. What are you saying? No, no, you're all good. You were making your point pretty much at the same time. So I was going to say that I know that like the one advantage that the gaming like video games have is that like to use them is just is a you're doing it in your house you know what i mean so like because i know a lot of movies have been but like the, there's this james bond movie that was supposed to come out and i think april and they oh pushed yeah it back to the end of the year um another movie and now they've been doing that thing where they're releasing movies digitally to rent day and date yeah um, yeah if anything uh, the effect on the game industry is gonna be 
just based on what recession happens and how broke people are. Um, yeah, because the element, like, actually, it might be a lot. I mean, like you said, like, people are clamoring to get Animal Crossing because it's the fucking escape that they can actually do. You know what yeah. I mean? And I know a lot of it, like, I've seen a lot of posts online, like, in the Facebook group and um, for uh, people, like, getting the Jackbox games and then playing with their friends or people online just for, like, oh, social connectivity. I was actually going to bring that up. I was going to see if you guys want a new Jackbox and we could play it together since we can't see each other and shit. Maybe sometime um, in the next couple of weeks or something. If depending on I think we could swing place. some way of doing that because I think if a person play that if a person that owns it streams it, like people can hop on, watch yeah. and play with them. Yes, we, yeah, we could do some. Yeah, because they're all phone based and shit. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be fun just cool. to get together with the boys. We could hit, hit it up on Discord. And now Garth has a, a Discord channel, so we indeed. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder about uh, any games that are just slightly out of their, like, window, because, like, you assume that, um, also, like, Resident Evil and Final Fantasy VII, like, those copies are probably good to be distributed, uh, even if they don't hit stores by through the mail. Resident but, Evil like, is already, um, there's been markets for the past couple weeks overseas that are already selling it because yeah. they're going to be closed down when it comes out and shit, so... But, like, end of April and then May, you wonder how long we're going to deal with this shit. Like, Gears Tactics, well, that'll hit Games Pass. But, like, Last of Us 2 is at the end of May. So, or was. They're, they're definitely not in the studio crunching on it, you know? I don't. I think they're. No, but the, I imagine there's some remote work being done, but that's got to impact. Uh, sure. You know, uh, it'll slow it down a lot, I would think. Um, yeah. You know, and Ghost of Tsushima was end of July or June. So, so here was my theory about that. When they announced that that was June, the Corona shit was already kind of popping off. And this is just me, but my initial reaction to that was like, that was going to be like a cross-gen like coming out in the fall, but it was like ready kind of thing. But I feel like they're going to push back the PS5 because of all this shit. And so they were like, all right, what can we put out now to get us some revenue while everybody's in a transition period here? So I kind of feel like they moved that one up from its original goal because maybe it was already ready and they're just waiting on launch or something. But that was just my that was my first take when I saw that that was announced for June a few weeks ago. Um, but I mean, obviously, who knows? But I I, I always got the vibe that that game was going to come out in the fall and be a cross gen kind of title, and um, you know it they're going to have crazy supply shortages and shit with China being shut down for so long. And usually by this point, if it was going to come out in November, like factories would already be ramping up mass production right now to get, you know, millions of those systems out in the wild. So <clears throat> I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, it, maybe it will get delayed, but, um, Oh, I mean, it, it could obviously get delayed, but I felt like they, they they announced that release date for June because of this, and maybe because Last of Us will end up getting pushed back too. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about this, but I guess the other uh, point of news was Dana Carvey got on Sony's uh, stream and talked about the details of the PlayStation Five. Dana Carvey, <laughs> yeah, aka Mark Cerny. Yeah, um, I didn't. I haven't watched any of that because the as much as I like technical stuff, I feel like. Both of these, the Xbox and the PlayStation reveals have been like technical jargon that even bores me. So I'd rather just read a paragraph. Yeah, there's almost no point in watching it unless you uh, simply like hearing the calming 
dulcet tones of Mark Cerny um, exp- explaining the benefits of a really fast SSD to you. Um, yeah, and I like all that technical stuff too, but it just seems it's they're just telling us stuff that has already leaked about these systems like months ago. And um, I'm not interested until we're seeing games, I guess, because nobody's showing what these games are going to look like. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I don't know if this happened because um, it was scheduled to happen at GDC. That's and what they I think. figured. And they figured better say this than nothing at all. Um, but still, it doesn't really, you know, let us know what is going on with the PlayStation 5. It's just shared some specs. Xbox is probably still going to put their shit out and uh, they can't just arrive, you know, they can't just delay their system if Microsoft puts one out. So I would expect that if they both don't get delayed, that they both come out in a limited quantity uh, for their launch window, which probably just build up the hype even more. I think they both get delayed at this point. This shit's only getting worse. uh, I think that that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like China's in the face of like some, uh, depending on where you look, uh, some things opening back up, and like so, um, we'll see. But it it obviously is it's an unknown quantity, and it's hit different parts of the world, uh, even if, in drastically even if, different fashions. Even if it all went back to great right now, they're still fundamentally like two months behind on what they were going to do. So, um, and I and I think um, China's slowly re- I, I don't know i've seen conflicting things but china's op- been opening up some things and then been like oh never mind we're shutting it back down um so I yeah it's it's all like guess and check right now so um too much to consider with uh that fucking new hardware whether it comes out or not but uh i would say regardless of that that uh you know, we have this shit that's here right now, and uh, RE3 and uh, Final Fantasy VII will be out probably on their dates. And, and you know what? If if they have to delay the consoles to like early next year or something, that's fine. The PS4 and the Xbox One X are still like great. Like it's okay. You know, like it's like yeah, yeah. There's, totally. there's plenty. There's plenty of games for us to all play. And if you have a computer, you still got tons of shit too like and then the switch is still popping like you know if, if we have to have a lull in gaming it's going to be bad for the industry over um you know and the people that work in it that are going to get laid off and shit but at the end of the day it, that's more than having new shit to play i guess if right now nintendo did the virtual console boy they would make a lot of money Dude, the Nintendo Switch uh, Online could shit. have been said at any point during Nintendo's. <laughs> oh, but now especially, I feel like they would rake. Oh, it for sure. In. Dude, there. I was looking at the Nintendo Online stuff, and we've had it for months now, but I've never looked at their virtual console shit or whatever. Um, basically, every NES and SNES game play is like. So, I'm cool with that right now. I guess. Well, if I if I wanted to play GameCube games, I could play them on my computer. I uh, I was playing some Mario Brothers, the the first one on the NES Virtual Console thing the other day, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is this is a fun game. Oh, they tricked you. Yeah, You've been tricked. <laughs> well, well, it's only twenty dollars. It's only yeah, $20 yeah. That's whole, that's what they all year. say. 
<laughs> That's what they all say. Well, you know, we got it so that Abby could play Stardew Valley online with her friends, and uh, the the bonus is that we can play Nintendo and Super Nintendo games that I've already bought before, and I have a I have the the SNES Classic and shit. Yeah, well, we recorded this entire podcast through their online uh, voice uh, chat client. Their the unofficial one. It's called Discord. That's um, the excuse for uh, the audio quality too, because this is Nintendo's first try today. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any uh, games wise. Uh, so if you want to call it a biscuit, we can call it a biscuit. I think this is a good biscuit for our first biscuit in the post-apocalypse or mid-apocalypse biscuit. Yeah, yeah. You know what? it was still mostly as fun as it usually. Was. So uh, that's cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, internet. Yeah, the o- side. I was exactly. I was just like the only negative is having to rely on the internet for some stability, which is usually a good idea. But I feel like we hit a sweet spot eventually. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you, fellas. It's been a long time, and you guys are two of my best friends, and. I really Hell appreciate yeah. every moment we get to spend uh, enjoying each other's company, you know? Yeah, Even for virtually. sure. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, fantasizing the other day about what it would be like to be like a very uh, simplistic uh, person from a country in which food was scarce. And uh, I think I summed it up uh, sort of like this in my head. My mama make a rice. Very good rice. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I make rice Wednesday again. And so uh, I hope we can reflect on that right now. I'm I'm already learning so much. Brother, I am enlightened right now. (laughs) And I've just started processing it. So thank you for that. Mom, make me some more rice, please. I'll make it tomorrow. Okay. And tomorrow we will eat and it will be good. <laughs> the end. I, I like how you've committed to like a non distinct like uh accent here. Like it could, it's just could be it could be anywhere. Like I mean it could even be someone that's uneducated from this country. Um <laughs> I and I, I know you're joking, but also when I get really stressed out, like I have weeks now because the world is on fire, mm-hmm. um, I always just like simplify it, and I'll be like, "All right, well, no matter what happens, I'm going to sleep tonight at least, and like sleeping is good." So like, <laughs> that seems like such a small brain thing, but like it gives me such comfort to be like. Well, even if I would be dying, I would still go to sleep tonight, you know. So Oh, for sure. Fireball sky. Yeah. Fireball sky every time. I find comfort knowing that uh eventually I'll go into my bed and close my eyes. So that that's the normalcy that I um find solace in in times like this. Night movie and then fireball sky will bring <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally oh i love you guys so much rice in between you too, buddy. 